radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Short-handed break for Philadelphia. Bodies flying here now as the tone changes. Nearing the five-minute mark, and here's a break. Here comes a lot. He made the big move. A score. Saturday, July 24th, 2021. It's the expansion episode of mm. the Waste Stop Hockey Podcast. We're oh. expanding. Are we? We are. Oh. We are now the least uppeted podcast. More, with more up. That was the worst intro I've ever heard. We recently added more ups. The right. well, yeah, yeah, there, there you go. All right, there that's a little better. Yeah. Um, James Cole. Mm. Uh, buttons or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it is sort of the expansion version, but also last week was the expansion version. Like you're kind of lucky because last week we got the here's what's going to happen. Yeah. And we made our picks, and I, I, I'm, I actually, I'll be honest with you. I was so busy this week, I haven't actually looked at the final product of Seattle's roster. I'm not shitting you. But I'm going to guess that I got five picks right, maybe? Okay. Like, they listened to me five times, I'm going to say. Okay. And even though I went a completely different direction, i got to tell you, really didn't hate a lot of the picks as much as other people seem to. I don't don't really know, like, what... What the fuck did you think this team was going to do? Well, we'll get to the picks in a second, I guess. But, like, mm. like the picks were, like, weird. There was a, a, like, there was a lot of weird there picks. There were a few where it was, like, it, it, okay. There was a bulk of them where when you group them together, it's kind of like, well, they made a lot of the same pick. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get that, but so, I don't know. I liked it. I've, I've got your list in front of me. I've got my list in front of me. All right. How about we let, let, team let's by team. let's go here team by team by team. Let, let's figure out how many like we got right. I okay. Guess, right. Oh wow. And and then we'll kind of break down what actually happened and and what we think about those picks. But, okay. Um, so I'm going to start with you. Okay. Because I think you did better than I did. Ooh. Yikes. Um, you had uh, Chris Treasier from Florida. Okay. So that that's correct. Killing it there. Thank you. Um, your your boss? No, that didn't work out. Your Buffalo pick? No, that didn't work out. Uh, did, no. Um, my Calgary pick worked out. Um, yeah, it did. No, I can tell you that. Mark Giordano definitely worked out. Yeah. Well, they took him. <laughs> whether well, whether or not that's going to work well, out. Whether he's in the opening night roster. Can I ask sure. you something? Wait. Why is it when I look at articles and stuff like that all the time? Like it's not always, but there are always like it seems like often. There are articles that list Carolina ahead of Calgary in articles. Why do we do that? 
Are we going alphabetical here? Like well, when you're I reading an alphabetical, is thing. it like a C A R as opposed to like a C G Y? Is that the reason? Uh, not in this article because okay. well, I, maybe I guess I don't know. Like I, I guess they're ahead of Chicago still. It's just Calgary. You get what I'm saying, right? Oh, L comes before R. Yeah, no, I, okay, okay. I'm aware of the alphabet. No, I'm just well. This whoever wrote this article isn't fucking. Who is it? Probably Ken Campbell. Oh God, it was Mikey Stevens. Well, I don't want to say anything mm. bad about Mike Stevens. No, so. he's my guy. That's that's fine. Yeah, um, I'm looking at this, and I think you're, you're you got three so far. Okay, I, I kept going while you were talking there, and of course I picked Gavin Bay Ruther. Oh, there's, so there's a fourth. All right. Um, oh, a fifth. You're doing great. Wow. <laughs> so you got you got Dreger, Giordano, Susie, Don Squay, McCann, Appleton. Okay. Uh, now and I don't Cole, know and Cole Lind. I don't know if you're going to give me credit for it too, but I initially took Chalowski as well, but I was told that he wasn't keepable, and that was still in early in the going where I was like, okay, I'll listen to you. So uh, I'll, I'll take some credit on Chalowski as well. I will. I will change that from uh, Troy Stretcher to Dennis. Yeah, because I probably would have taken Chalowski. Didn't I take Nathan Bastion too? From who? The Devils. 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 Your pick from the Devils was Nathan Bastion. Nice. Yeah. What a pick! So you end up getting Dreger, Giordano, Chalowski, Susie, Donskoy, Bastion, McCann, Lynn, and Appleton. Correct. Oh yeah, I guess I went Bailey over Everly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's about right. So you, you what did were, I take from Ottawa? Didn't I take Joey Decord? Uh, you did. Oh wow! wow. See, look at this guy. You're doing your homework, Kelly. Like and that. and because I listened back to it, I was initially going to take Brandon Tanev, and then I realized that Marcus Patterson was unprotected. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. So I'm going to let you break for a second Close while I, I I do my list. Yeah. Um, well, you know what? I think it's about goddamn time. Because, uh, you know what? How many Vegas picks did I get right? Two? You know what I mean? Like, we all knew they were taking Flurry. That was kind of one thing. But, like, everything else it was just like, ah, you know, no team left any of their good players out there because they all made side deals. And this year, I think every other team was smarter. And they were just like, you know what? How about we just don't protect the obvious players? And I think some teams didn't do that. And it paid off for them because they didn't have to make any side deals. And they still, in some cases, didn't even lose the best player that they exposed. So it's just kind of like, you know, like I think I think GMs, GMs were a little smarter around this time. I do think, to some degree, that Seattle m- did not make some of the mistakes that Vegas made, too, the first time around. And I'm not saying that I think Seattle's going to be better than Vegas, because I don't. But uh, there were some moves that Vegas made. Like, you know, they, they didn't take a James Neal equivalent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And not that Neal was horrible that year there, but he is horrible now. <laughs> Isn't he, though? Yeah. Um, I, gotta, I gotta tell you, we went 0 for 4 on the flurry picks, mm. which was tough to do, considering how many mm. flurries went in the expansion draft. Yeah. Um, so you, you definitely beat me. Thank you. You had uh, 10 cracked players. <laughs> Jesus. Um, now, here's something interesting. We only had one that matched up. Mark Giordano. Nice. Because what did you get? I got Morgan Geeky from Carolina. And uh, Jeremy Lozon from Boston. That was it? That was it. And I think I laughed at you for Jeremy Lozon, too. 
Yeah. And I think I laughed at Seattle. And I laughed at Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, That's a horrible pick. Uh Um, Yeah, like I would have taken the risk on Kasha. Just put him on the LTIR. It's better than playing Jeremy Lausanne. I don't know what... Probably. I don't know what... What... what, He's a Boston beat uh, beat reporter that was saying that, like... uh, Was it Jack Edwards? It was not Jack Edwards. Oh, too bad. I I don't know who the athletic writer is for Boston, but, like, Mm. the guy was freaking out about how, like, oh, the Bruins just lost their best... Oh, prospect defenseman. I, it's I, like you know that McAvoy's, McAvoy's younger. younger yeah, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Jeremy Lozon's what twenty four years old. We're waiting for this guy that can't figure out how to play defense to learn how to play defense. Like, come, come the fuck on, get out of here. Yeah. Um, the, the the weird one for me was the Kings because like there were several good young players out there and they fucking took Curtis McDermott. He's twenty seven and has not never been good. And he's just a fighter basically that plays defense like. Fuck off. Yeah, that, that was a weird pick. Like, was, I was waiting for a side deal that it's be like, please don't take Kale Clegg. And they'd be like, alright, but... Like, what's wrong with Kale Clegg? He's like 22 years old. Why don't you take the fucking kid? It's weird. Right? Maybe he's from... McDermott? Seattle? I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. looking it up here. No, he's from Salville Beach, Ontario. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. Well, that, congrats that was a to weird South one. Hill Beach yeah, or whatever. That, that was a weird one. Um... So we talked about what we got right, and, and obviously it wasn't a lot. Again, you did much better than I did, but mm. let's Thank maybe you. just break down the picks. I'll go through them here as, as they occurred, okay? and um, we'll give a, uh, a hard opinion on where, where, where we fall. Jeremy Lawson, obviously we just talked about... Um, was that their first pick? That was the first pick overall uh, in the expansion uh, draft. Um, yeah. Could have been Andre Kasha, I guess. But, like, realistically, I don't think you were getting a ton from Boston anyway. So, like, whatever. No. I guess. That kind of set the tone, though. Because mm. it's just like, wait, what? Uh, Will Borgen from Buffalo. I have read good things about Will Borgen. So, when I read more about him on Wednesday... I was kind of like, okay, that actually might be a sneaky okay pick because I really didn't know much about him. Um, but apparently, he's just—he's been a very good American Hockey League player that, for whatever reason, hasn't been given the opportunity on a blue line that employed Rasmus Ristolainen regularly up until the, today. Yeah, this 100% felt like a pick where they went. We don't want anybody that's been associated with this franchise. That's right. Well, that was that's what so, you and I did with the, with yeah. our picks too, right? It's like, oh, it's a Karski, whatever. He's just going to play American yeah. Hockey League net. Let's you know. pick the guy that played four games, then took an entire year off from playing with Buffalo, then played ten games. Um, that's great. He probably hasn't been that impacted um, from the Sabers. No, good for him. Organization. Um, Get him the next hell out was. Of it. Dennis Cholowski, who you accurately predicted, and for whatever reason, Cat Friendly told me that they couldn't have, but pretty good pick, pretty solid. He's fine. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I like how he was the uh, the surprise of the night. It was the only pick that hadn't been leaked into the draft. See, and I'll, no one knew what that's the other part of it, too, where it was like I saw the leaks for like seven or eight guys, mm-hmm. and then I had to go to work, and I was off my phone for the next mm-hmm. like 12 hours, and then I caught up. So I didn't really know where the leaking ended and the plugging began, yeah. or vice versa, I guess. Yeah, because Greg tweeted out, uh, wow, I can't wait to tune into the draft tonight to see the big reveal, and he just tweeted the Red Wings exposed list. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool, I can't wait to see if they go with Troy Stetcher or J- Dennis Talowski. 
Yeah. They went to Lowski. Oh, good for them. Yep. Uh, Chris Dredger actually signed a uh, contract as a free agent leading up to the uh, expansion draft, uh, thus making him the pick from the Florida Panthers. Um, good pick, I think. Good value, I think, on him, too. Like, considering the year he had last year, it's, it's not a bad contract yeah. for a guy. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good pick um, if he's the backup. Ooh. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah. I, I, like, look, look. I had three other guys ahead of him on my list. And I picked four Woolies. <laughs> and he didn't make my list, right? So, like... I don't... Like, what, what's your beef with Dreger? I just think last year was a magic-in-a-bottle type of season where it just kind of... It, it very well could be, but the, the, one, the one thing for me with Dreger is just, like, you know say what you will about the guy, but, like, they also put Sergei Bobrovsky in that, and he was, like, four-tenths of a save percentage below Dreger for the same fucking team in front of him. You know I mean, what I mean? Like comparing Sergei Bobrovsky to anybody, though, that's... But, I mean, it's just, like, if, if you're comparing him to an average NHL goalie, even, like, sure, like, if you think he's average and an average goalie puts up 920... But it's like, would you consider Sergey Bobrovsky to be like a low-tier ECHL goalie at this point? Because that's the difference in between the save percentages, basically, on the same team. So for me, it's just a matter of, you know, we're talking about a guy who had a near Vesna season. Uh, and you look at the other guy, other guys even, that played for that team, and they didn't really do all that much. Like, to, to me, Dreger, I think, had a decent year. There's some advanced metrics where they don't, Love him, love him, but there's nothing really to state that he seems like he's going to be a disaster there either. So, uh, Chris Dreger, same age, um, played less or more games than Andrew Hammond. Just out of curiosity, what, what do you think? More or less? When Hammond was 27. When he was 26. So, so ha ha when Hammond had his. Crazy season yeah. was that the same year when 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 Dreger was twenty six yeah uh, I would say what Dreger played twenty three games I would say he played more than Hammond he played uh, one less game than Andrew Hammond okay. so yeah see how that goes but I don't know like I, I guess I I think Dreger's a fine backup I don't I don't think he's anything to build the team around at this point but I will I will say this is he signed essentially the same deal that Talbot signed in Minnesota. And I thought, that was a bad idea, and now it's kind of like, well, as long as he's, like, average through those three years, it's not a bad deal, and Talbot was great this year, so it's kind of like, the way I see it with Dreger is, like, if he has one more year where it's kind of, like, similar to what he did this year, I think it's a decent deal. I guess we'll find out. It, it, it's, put it this way, although I would have done it, this is why I'm not running a National Hockey League team, I, it is better than committing... You know, tens of millions of dollars to your goaltending for sure. If only there was some sort of young Finnish goaltender available <laughs> for free. But yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. The first of the flurries taken uh, mm, was congrats. Kale. Nice uh, from the Montreal Canadiens. Um, Forty-one games with the Habs in 2019-2020. One goal, so really impacting offensively for sure. Um, <laughs> He had, a, he had a goal? He had a goal. I got it listed as no goals. He had a goal. All right, cool. Good friend. Um, when, when, we, when we go from Carey Price's on the block to Kale Fleury, 
who is like let's let's rank the flurries of the NHL. It's it's Mark Andre then Theo. Right? Like Mark Andre is making the Hall of Fame at this point. So Flurry Theo should though. He just should he? he just isn't going to. But when but should he? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, yeah. Put put it this way. He's a Hall of Fame talent that yeah. maybe just didn't have a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. Yeah, no, I, I guess Marc-Andre. So I mean, I, I... I'd put Marc-Andre in, but he's not like a first ballot slam dunk like everyone talks about him. But he is. The Vesna helps now, but... No, for me, he's not, I'm saying. He, he will be. I don't agree with that at all, but... See, now, here's the problem. And, and I don't want to make this a whole, like, what should the Hall of Fame do episode. But, like, we need more goalies in right away. Like, more goalies need to make the Hall of Fame stat. Because, what, five have made it since we were born? But because That's it's a business? Same. Or but, but because... Based on but because Kevin Lowe and Guy Carbonell making sure. it. Sure. No, no, no. I'm just curious yeah. your reasoning. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. So... I think I think for those reasons, Mark Andre should be slam dunk first ballot. He's just a weird one because, like, there were because <laughs> believe me, I watched him his whole career. There was a long, there were many many years of his career where I wouldn't even put him in the top half of the league in terms of goaltending talent. Sure, but you look back on it now, and it's like there were several years where he stood on his head. Like the Vegas, the, Vegas notwithstanding, he's not a Hall of Fame goaltender to me, but. Vegas happened, like, you can't just take that away from him, and he literally (laughs) dragged an expansion team to relevance by himself. Like, if he wasn't good, that team, that team isn't where it is now without Mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. So, I'll give him recognition on that, and, yeah, it's just, if you run the numbers, and again, I've been here the whole time, like, it's hard for me to, like, look and be like, at the end of the day, here's what it is. Like, I've watched the good and the bad, and the bad outweighed the good at Many many times. So yeah. we did we did this weird thing where it was like Brodeur showed up, and his career was like the the pinnacle. Sure. And then like and Joseph Broder, doesn't make it right. Yeah. Who's like who was and he should who was like fourth all time in wins. That's that's fair. And then like we have like the equivalent for forwards. It's like well, Gretzky happened, but like well Messier shouldn't make it then because Gretzky happened, mm-hmm. right? It just makes no sense to me. So to me. Flurry one, Theo two, then it's Hayden, <laughs> um, and then it's Kale. Yeah, there's yeah. four flurries. So there's uh, only been four flurries. Only been eh? four, uh, four flowers. Yeah. Okay. Kale. Kale's last. Yeah, he's but not bad. There's still time. There's, as we'll find out. Not not much. But uh, Joey Decord from the Ottawa Senators. Big big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like if 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 he's your third or fourth, sure. Mm-hmm. But like. The second goalie taken is Joey Decord. For me, was kind of weird. Well, this is just the order in which this article lists the picks. Like, I don't know if this is the order they got announced this was in, but the order they were picked. But regardless, like Joey Decord is their third goaltender, which we'll get to. Like, he isn't their yeah. second. I, I'm a big fan of that. He's 24. Uh, I mean, it's not like you can judge a guy just on his character and say that oh, he's going to be a good player just because he's a nice guy. Yeah. But as a 24-year-old goaltender, he's got the exact type of worth at work ethic and wherewithal that you would want in a kid. So there might be something there is all I'm saying. So we talked about Decord in that 
we just talked about Flory from the Canadians. Did did we really miss out? Like, did Seattle fuck up by not taking Carey Price? See, like, here's, again, here's the thing. is like, yeah, I literally just last week said that I would have taken him. As but, did I. But, I, no, I don't, I don't think so. Because, again, you and I normally come on this podcast and talk about how bad that fucking contract is. And he certainly could have been the face of that franchise. But there's a possibility that that face would have been surrounded by fucking flaming torches and pitchforks. Right? Like... That's a horrible fucking contract to start your franchise off with if he's not healthy, if he's not Carey Price. And the fact of the matter is he hasn't been Carey Price until the playoffs for years. So, did they fuck up? Like, no. I would say they fucked up and maybe that they didn't take an obvious, like, this is our guy type guy. You know what I mean? Like Vegas did with Flurry. There isn't really a, alright, we can kind of, like, this is our guy. Other than maybe Giordano. So, that would be the only way I would say that. But I don't think... I don't think they made a mistake in not taking Price. We'll, we're going to get to it toward the end, but I, generally speaking, like this team for some not-so-obvious reasons. It's tough. Again, like, I, I think Price was a slam dunk. Um, I don't know if I used those words. Maybe I did, but I, I don't... I. I still think they made a good decision. Like, you look at what Vegas did, and we all talk about their first season, all the cup run, and all the exceeded expectations and all this, but, like, you can't tell me that there wasn't, like, a good period of time early on where there was some growing pains, there was some chemistry figuring out lines and combinations and pairings and... All that stuff. All that stuff matters. It all takes time. It doesn't just grow overnight, right? But the one thing you can kind of count on is if if your goalie's on, your goalie's on, and it doesn't matter if your, you know, second and third defenseman can pass the puck together or communicate. Like they fuck up, and your goalie's on, you're you're fine. Like you'll get through it. He'll get you some wins regardless. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you find that chemistry. Hopefully, like Vegas did, and it takes you the rest of the way. So if you start with a goaltender that maybe can just play the game his way and figure it out, you bank some wins early enough in the season that you get past those growing pains. I don't I don't see a goalie on this roster for Seattle that can do that. I see a division that's weak enough to let them, you know, bank some wins, but I don't see a goaltender that can kind of do that for the team. Well, I didn't have much positive things to say about Marc-Andre Fleury when Vegas took him either, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say that I... That's fair. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think their goaltending is worse on paper than what Vegas did, because I actually think... I actually think Seattle's is better on paper, as fucked up as that that's might be wild. to say, but uh, do I think that that's the way it's going to go? No, like, I'm not not betting on anyone on this roster having a fucking 930 or whatever Flurry did that year. I'm just saying, I can't sit here and say that I think Seattle did worse because I don't think Vegas did that particularly well either. They just, they caught lightning in a bottle, like, to use your phrase there. Like, I think that was more lightning in a bottle, even though it has continued over the course of years, sort of. Yeah. 
Uh, Yanni Gore from the Tampa Lightning goes seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you pick him? No. No. Um, you went Joseph. I, I, I went, went uh, Cal Foot. I went Joseph because my philosophy. I can't remember if I said it, said it or not because this was toward the end of the episode, but. Um, my philosophy was take Joseph and don't help them out of the cap crunch because then you can just trade for Gord. Yeah. So they maybe did the reversal of what what I would have done there, but uh, yeah, like fucking, he's really fucking good. I think like he is uh, he is for sure the best hockey player on this team. I would say so. Uh, next up at eight was Jared McCann mm. from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, yeah. Didn't play a game there. Last less than a week, uh, was traded for a seventh round pick and a B level prospect. So, did the Leafs lose anything, or did they just miss out on an opportunity to have Jared McCann? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, how can we forget such great memories of Jared McCann in Toronto? You know, the trade. So yeah, um, I get the strategy from Kyle Dubas. It is smart when you think of it a certain way. It's brilliant. How, how it it is. However, I like I don't know. Like like I I also get the argument that. Justin Hall is probably a better defenseman than you can get than you can get for two million a year on the open market. Like I understand that too, but uh, it's just I would rather I would rather of them have found a way for Kerfoot to go. But I understand that that probably is easier said than done. So whatever I I, I don't know, but like. Like I told you before, I was quite skeptical about Jared McCann in general. So it's not like a, wow, we could have had this really good player. Like, it's like, whatever. It's fucking, he doesn't exist to us now. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, like, that's the way to look at it if you're a Leaf fan, I suppose. I, I, I think, like, the idea of McCann was interesting, but the fact that every other team lost a roster player... To expansion, yeah, and the Leafs lost a prospect, Philip Hallander, who, like, who they couldn't have been that high on if they were willing yeah, to do that anyway. Exactly, right? so. like you, you, you make that trade that Hallander goes back to, and you get a first. You draft a guy like Amarov, mm-hmm. and then you can instantly say that well, Amarov's already higher on our depth chart for prospects than Hallander is. So, what's the difference? Yeah. I get it, but like Hall has A, gotta have a big season, and B, uh, probably be on the third pair. He just has he just has to be more consistent than he was last year. That's about it. Because the highs were very high, but the lows were, you know, yeah. this looks like press box yeah. Justin Hall. And I don't I didn't find the press box Justin Hall showed up quite as much as other people did. Like, I thought there were a lot of nights where he maybe he was getting beat here and there, but, like, the other team wasn't really scoring when he was on the ice. He does generally a good job in front of the net, which Leaf defensemen don't tend to normally do. So, like, I'm, I'm higher on Justin Hall than most. Like, I'm not upset that 
that was where it went, but I, I guess I was a little more concerned that Dermot was going to be lost, and then it comes out afterwards that apparently Haxtell and Dermot don't get along, so that was never going to be a problem, and whatever, I don't know, it's, it's, it's fine, like, I'm not upset about it, I was more upset about it before it was kind of explained to me that this was intentional, yeah. and I was looking at it at first being like, oh, maybe Kyle Dubas is an idiot, uh, but... I seem to know what he's doing. I don't know. Like the whole thing. Like I, I've been skeptical about Jared McCanny. He was one of those just like, okay, this is a nice low price pickup that we got, and that was my feeling about him. You know, when we did the last episode. But like, yeah, point seven five point production last year, and that's by far the best season he's ever had. Yeah, whatever. I you know whatever on that guy. I don't know. Two thoughts. Um, one. Um, I always felt that McCann was like a safety net if Seattle wanted Kerfoot. Yeah, he would have been a fine one. Yeah. Still rather have him. And two, um, it was my belief that the only reason that we weren't playing Sandine and Lilgren more was to protect them from being exposed to expansion, Mm -hmm. which they're exempt from. So, with that thinking, if you're plugging Sandine and Lilgren into that mix next year, like, let's call it full-time, you don't need Bogosian back. You don't need Hull to play necessarily second line pairing minutes, and you've got Dermot, right? Like, yeah. like I, I, like, is Sandy not a full time NHLer next year? Well, how can not be? Yeah. So you already go from the three guys you're protecting. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I understand Montreal scored a fucking shorthanded goal. Uh, in one of the only games where Sandine was on the power play and it was a direct result of something he did. He is by far the best offensive defenseman I've seen on that power play since Thomas Caverly. It's not even remotely close for me. Well, yeah. He needs to be in the fucking lineup because that power play didn't function the entire fucking season unless he was on it. He's the only offensive defenseman they fucking have. Whatever Morgan Riley is, I don't know what the hell to say, but, like, he ain't a power play guy. That's all I can tell you, right? And he throws hits like Brian McCabe. Uh, so, like, you know, like, I think I think Sandy and like Sandy things to lot. both ends of the air. So I, I like him you, a lot. You put him in the top. He's the fourth guy, in my opinion. You protect the three guys. Sandy's number four. But you wanted to go four and four, so you get to keep Hull. They didn't want Dermot. And you've got Lilgren, who mm-hmm. I think is probably due for a shot. But did he not get that shot because of expansion? That's That's all I'm saying. I would rather have those guys back there on defense than flipping a coin between McCann and Kerfoot. That's just me. Sure. You're splitting hairs at that point, right? I I would say I'm more concerned about their forward group than their blue line. Which is fine if you've got a Rocket Richard winner, hard trophy finalist, a 100-point guy... Um, John Tavares is your second line center. Oh, I man. thought that was all the same guy. And, well, and um, who is probably the best possession player in the Eastern Conference, at least? Nylander? Oh, yeah. That's cool. I mean, he's. Entry I, zones. I, would, I don't net, know if I'd go quite net, that far, net, but net he's pretty. Presence. He's up there for sure. Like, like McDavid, maybe, and that's about it. Well, he's in the West. And also that's he, what I'm saying. And so also in the he's, East. Also, he's not a good possession player, but yeah, uh, yeah. that's a separate yeah. argument. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's fine. Whatever. It's a, it's a sneaky little maneuver, and I uh, put it this way. He always seems to have a plan. I'm confident that there's some sort of a plan. 
but so far the Leafs offseason looks like a dud, but it's quite early yet. So. Sure. Uh, Morgan Geeky at nine from the Hurricanes. Sure. Yeah. That's the geeky pick. He's fine. Yeah. They are geeks there, so... I got that right. There was never a doubt that they were I'm, taking I'm, Morgan I'm going to own that one. I love that they got Chanel to announce the pick, too, because it's just like their analytic... Like, you know what I mean? They're a little analytics consultant. It's just like perfect. Perfect name. Uh, Gavin Bayreuther from the Blue Jackets yep. instead of Max Domi. <sighs> hmm. All right. This is the... This is... Pierre Maguire and me's coming out here. Wow. He, he, he can play. He he can play. He's 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 <laughs> he's twenty seven, but like he can fucking skate. This guy, uh, Dallas put it, uh, Dallas called him up because their blue line was decimated back when Johns got hurt and everything like that. And uh, I think Heiskanen was out for a bit. And Bayreuther was playing like top four minutes for them a couple years ago for like a, I don't know maybe 15, 20 game stretch. And I watched a decent amount of those games. He's good, like, um, but. You know, it's not a sexy pick, that's for sure. It's really weird. He's he's better than I think people like, understand, un- but he's. I'm not saying he's winning a Norris, that's for sure. Un- unless people are going to like play the whole, like, oh, Seattle's in a bay, so we got to have Bay Ruther, but uh, I don't know. Like, if, if, if they were to flip him, and it's for like a fifth round pick, I would hope the Leafs would give up the fifth round pick. To have him as like insurance is all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, Nathan Bastion from the Devils. I mean, I took him, but I don't think he's particularly any good. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Like uh, the Devils, you were kind of, you were kind of tied up. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Eberle from the Islanders, who showed up mm. in the away jersey. Speaking of tied up, uh, when they forced him out of Edmonton, there. Wow. Tie him up to a chair. It's like the scene from, from Casino, you know. Can sure. have the hammer or the yeah, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. Uh, unexpected. This is the closest, like one of the closest things you've got to like. Hey, here's here's the guy. You know, this here's, is a guy. Here's someone you might know from hockey. Mind you, it's not from the country you're from, and mind you, it didn't happen against the country you're from. So maybe you weren't watching that particular game, but he did a thing once. He scored the three-three goal in the New Year's Eve game. That's so true. So we'll give him that. Okay. Okay. That's true. <laughs> and he and he forced a near comeback against the States in this the second year, but then the States won right. because John Carlson. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that they went uh, uh, Devils, Islanders, Rangers in this order. Uh, that's that's there's something there. I, this I'm is sure. the way they announced it. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking yeah. weird. Uh, Colin Blackwell from the Rangers. Yeah. We saw it. We both had uh, Julian Gauthier. Well, younger, but like eh, a lot of people like have referred to Blackwell as like a poor man's Hyman type thing. Like he, he works hard. He's a decent little player, but uh, I don't know if he's a huge difference maker on a team like this. Though he, yeah, he might be important. You know. At there four, we go. At fourteen, Carson. <laughs> Carson Twarinski. Twarinski, I believe, is what it is. Carson Twarnski. I'm looking it up. Apparently, yeah. um, he is a six foot two, 198 pound human being mm-hmm. uh, from the country of Canada, born in the year 1997, and he was drafted to the mm-hmm. NHL in 2016. Mm-hmm. 
He has played 22 career games. <laughs> That's about it. Who is this guy? Uh, what? Look. What? Look. It's not who I would have picked. No, but he's a, obviously he's a twenty-three-year-old guy that's six foot two and fucking skates like the wind. So sure, does he? Yeah, I don't know. And he scored forty-five goals in junior. I don't know. Like maybe it's a guy, maybe it's not. Whatever. He's got the weirdest like career path. Here. Who did I take off Philly? Uh, you took. Did I take JVR? No, you took German Ripsog. All right. Because I was like, whatever. Yeah. But this this easily could have been a guy that... Like, it's the same thing. Like, I had no confidence in Rupsov. I could have just picked a name. I took, and I think uh, the Flyers might have done that. I took Robert Haig, who I guess we'll get to in a bit. Um, <laughs> oh, God. This, I'd this, rather have Torinsky. This Carson kid played for Calgary in the W for two years, then That's Kelowna, right. then Kelowna. back to Calgary, then went to the AHL, then went to Kelowna? That is not what I have, but maybe, maybe. Okay. What are you looking at? Elite uh, prospects? Hockey reference. No, I'm looking at hockey DB, so oh. maybe it doesn't. Okay. I, I have he only played for Kelowna and Lehigh in 2017-2018. Regardless, we're talking about Carson Twarinski right now. I don't know. This might be a guy. It might not be. Maybe it's their William Carlson. Maybe it's their fucking... Uh, who's a forward they picked and never used? Was there one? A few, I'm sure. He was there. Uh, Eric Howla. No, they played him. I don't even think they drafted him either. Like the name that keeps coming to mind is Nosek, but he's been there the whole time, so Ta-ta. it's not a good. Don't no. I think they took no. Here's the guy. I'm pretty sure they took Timu Polkinen from the Coyotes. There's no way he ever played there. Who's the guy they took from the uh, KHL? That him. They signed him, but it was yeah. Shipachov. That guy. Alright, this might be their ship at Sure. Alright. Alright, um, number 15, Brandon Tanev. Yeah. Uh, that photo of him with the Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> uh, same look when he so, was drafted. So you didn't see the draft, you said, eh? Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it either. But I've heard that at the watch party, when they picked Brandon Tanev, they put that picture on the fucking... No way. On the, on no the way. projector... And the whatever, 10,000 people that were there just erupted in laughter. Because a lot of these people are not... Don't know hockey. Like, they're just getting into it. So, like, they were not familiar with it. And a lot of them had that moment where it was the first time they'd ever seen that picture. Which, for all of us, uh, you'll never forget the first time you saw that, right? So, so that's cool. I'm pretty high on Brandon Tanev, to be honest with you. I had a lot of skepticism when Pittsburgh signed him that... He could be worth anything even close to that contract. And as I said last week, he's been worth more than that to them. I, I'm I'm thinking the only reason they left him exposed is I think this was part of the plan initially when they signed him. And maybe they stuck to their guns. Now, granted, it was a different management group that did that. Yeah. But um, I'm, 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 just, I'm shocked they left him out there. I'm a little more surprised the Kraken didn't go with Pedersen. Yeah, and definitely. I think maybe the only reason they leave them both out there is because they know it saves one of them. Oh, I thought you were going to say because you know that Dave Haxtell doesn't do well with defensemen. But go, go on. It's just like if you if you protect Tanev and leave Bluger out there, then Pedersen's probably a no-brainer. 
where at least now with Pittsburgh, they get $3 million off the cap on a guy that's 29 years old and doesn't contribute a ton offensively. Like, this might have been a sort of a block move by them, too. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but yeah, it's, it, I was shocked that they left him out there. I like the pick for Seattle. He was on pace for a career high in points uh, over over the season, but um, I am older than Brandon Tanev, and I now need a moment, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, the good news is the Kraken didn't take you. That's, well, so. probably... F- Based on some of the names, I'm surprised I didn't get a phone call. Really? Uh, Vitek Vanishek is the starting yeah. goaltender for the Seattle Kraken because uh, he's the only good goaltender they picked. <laughs> All right, well, may, we haven't agreed on anything tonight, so yeah. we may as well. I, I don't like Vanacek, but I, do, I like the pick. Uh, yeah. He's a young-ish goalie who... There might be something there. Yeah. Uh, when I watched him last year, I thought he was abysmal. But uh, whatever, you know? I don't know. Whatever. It's worth a shot. Um, I had Hagelin coming from Washington initially. You had Brendan Dillon. I'm honestly kind of surprised that, like, even though I didn't pick him, that they didn't go with Jensen or Dillon on the back end. Jensen would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the only thing, I think, the reason that scared him off of Dillon anyway... Well, maybe a little bit of Jensen, is they haven't been analytically as good lately as they were a couple years ago. And as a team, again, that as, we, as we're getting to with all these picks, like all their picks were supported by analytics. Every single one of them. They didn't really take more than a couple outliers. Uh, so they probably had numbers pointing them away from Dylan and Jensen, and I can't argue with that. Yeah. But Dylan was so good when he was at the height of his game that it would have taken the risk because a couple years ago he probably was the best defensive defenseman in the NHL. Was was Oshie exposed? I, I don't remember. No, they protected they him. Prote- okay. Yeah. I remember his name was floating around there for a bit. I, I would have been shocked if they let him out there yeah. if Seattle didn't take him. Seattle would have taken him just for the, you know, PR. I, I, I thought that Vanacek was like the fourth or fifth best goalie available. I thought goaltending was really deep. That's why I figured they wouldn't get to him, but... I'm just know. not crazy about him, but they must like him for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You know. I, think, I think there's something there, but we'll find out. Um, next up was uh, Tyler Pitlick from the Arizona Coyotes, mm. who they subsequently traded to the Flames for a fifth-round pick, I believe? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think my favorite thing about this pick was that someone immediately tweeted out that Tyler Pitlick sounds like something that Buzz would have called Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. I think it would have been just one of this, you know what I mean, nicknames for him. Okay. You're not a big Home Alone guy. No, not really. <laughs> he calls, I don't know, he calls him a few weird things, but Pitlick sounds like something you would have uh, called Pitlick. him for sure. Don't you lick your pits. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, we, we both had Ilya Lubushkin, but... Pitlick goes and then gets flipped. This ends up being the only trade associated with the Kraken for the expansion draft purposes. Like, a lot of talk was made about, like, how, obviously going back to 2017, Vegas had a lot of backdoor deals, and that's really what drove their success. And, oh, were teams going to be scared to do that again this time? And 
I guess they were, because this was the only one that was made. It was, in the big picture, a non-factor deal. Um, so maybe maybe just let's take a, a second and, and talk about your your thoughts on why this was it. Like, were you expecting more trades? Like, like not even Vegas level. Like, were you just, like, one or two more? I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled. <clears throat> to, to the point where I almost don't have an answer because I would just like to see a 30 for 30 about this in a few years as to what exactly happened in the 72 hours leading into this. Yeah. I do not understand. Because because here's the thing. When, when it came out on Wednesday, I'm like, okay, sure, maybe there weren't deals to be had. And then today happened which maybe had the biggest collection of the worst trades I've ever seen in a single day. And it's like, you're telling me that the team that invests millions of dollars to be smarter than every other fucking team in the NHL couldn't find a way to outsmart a bunch of fucking gerbils running in their little, in, running in their little wheels in their fucking cage that run these NHL teams? Come the fuck on. Like, like what, what was going on? And I'm not a big Ron Francis guy, but like, what the fuck was going on that they couldn't find any other deal to find something out of this, and it and it sort of leads me to believe that there's more coming. But like, I feel like I'm going to be waiting forever. We're done now. Like, I think we're done. Yeah. Right. So like, I I don't know. Like, there had to be there had to be something else out there. Like, I just I I find it hard to believe that based on what Seattle's numbers were telling them. Like, even even if you don't intend to take a guy. Call Ron Hextall and be like, "Hey, fuck, we love that Marcus Pedersen guy, you know, and and we we kind of want him. He's twenty four and he's analytically driven. And like, whether or not Ron Hextall even knows that, he may be like, oh, well, shit, you know, like we kind of want to keep him. We left him exposed, hoping yeah. you wouldn't take him. And it's, it's like it's that scene you know, from Moneyball where Billy Bean walks into the uh, uh, Cleveland Guardians uh, <laughs> office and. And like names twelve guys, <laughs> and he gets shot down every time. You don't like so and so. You don't, we don't even like him. I don't even know who he is. Like the perfect example is Minnesota. Yeah, Bill Guerin's an idiot. You're telling me you couldn't have found a way for him to at least throw you a pick so he can keep one of Cock and in or Susie. You're telling me. Well, he did protect one of them. But that's what I'm saying. Like. If you called him about the other one and was just like, you know, like maybe they called him about the wrong one or something, but like, there had to be a way, I think, to get a pick out of that. You know? But, apparently there wasn't. The Cleveland Guardians. Jesus Christ. Um, the, the Cleveland new names would have sounded better. I like Guardians. I think I just hate the word Guardian. It just sounds... Ugh, meh. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a, it's just an angelic term to me. It's just a joke. I don't know. Well, so is it means. Um, well, it's better. For, Guardians is better for yeah. sure. Uh, the other Quenville just left Chicago. Mm. Uh, what a shame. John is out. He's been picked up. He no longer has to deal with any sort of questions about where were you in 2010. Um, well, 
John. He was like 16 years old. Well, playing yeah, hockey in but Quebec, like but yeah. his, his dad was there. There, that's his. No, son. that's not his. That's son. his son, right? I don't think so. Uh, I just assume. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think one's. I, th- I think John's American, isn't he? No, John's Canadian. Is he? Oh, okay. His uh, brother is David. His brother is Peter. Nothing okay. about a father. But, okay. Um, he doesn't have one. John Quinville, off Chicago. Sure. Uh, it's his first cousin. Once, oh. once removed. Joel oh. Quinville's his cousin. Once his removed. His cousin. <laughs> There's forty years between them. At least. Yeah. Sorry, what was the question? I had Hinostroza, you had Carpenter. They went Quinville. No, well, I mean, Did they whatever. just see a Jay Quinville and think, gotta have him? Yeah, he could coach our team. We don't have a coach yet. Right. Oh, wait, they do. Yeah, whatever. This is the one pick where it's like they literally just took a name because they couldn't opt out. So, whatever. This He's never going to play there. doesn't matter. We both got Donskoy. Go, Absco. Good pick. Uh, Jonas Donskoy off to Seattle. Wow, what a year the last couple of years in Colorado. What a year the last couple of years. Even in San Jose, he was showing a lot of promise. I think this could be huge for Seattle, but I digress. Yeah, I, I think he's going to, like, I don't I don't think that he's going to, like, I think he's the Riley Smith. I was going to say the Marsh or so. I think, sure. I don't think he's that good, but okay. you, you maybe are on to something there. But, like, he's 29, but he's an analytics darling, and... Yeah. There was no way they weren't going to take him. He, he's a great pick. He's a top six forward in the league. He's a complimentary piece. He's not the piece, but he's going to have nights where, you know, like he did this year, where he's going to go off for five points, maybe. Like, he's got talent, for sure. 30 I, I goals like next year? At least, I think. Really? At least. Is he, so, he's there. Carlson, maybe. What? 43? I think Pumper there's race. no doubt about it that their Carlson is Carter. Carson Tawinski. See, I can't even remember his name. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Penny, Alexiak's younger brother, Jamie, gets selected from the Dallas Stars. Older brother, no? Older? Uh, That's all. He's, he's the worst athlete. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> I, however you want to phrase it, I guess. Um, I mean, he's good, though. It's older The Dallas brother. Stars reportedly get a third-round pick back from the Pittsburgh Penguins still for some reason in this trade because... There's a rule there, I guess, with Alexiax and the Penguins. But, um, yeah, they took 12 defensemen, and, like, four of them I haven't heard of, but Alexiak was definitely the weirdest pick. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I don't know. Like, like Ben Bishop was there. Where did, who did you had from Dallas? You had Blake Como. Well, if I knew he was going to sign a deal, I would take... Jamie Alexiak. I don't know if I take him because I, I think they signed him four and a half for five years. Yeah, five's long for me. Oh yeah, three on Alexiak though. Like he he Maybe. is he's their Brendan Dillon. Like he is really fucking good defensively. Maybe, but um, you know the the thing is is like I would I would want to say how's he going to age because he's so damn big. But like the only defenseman who's ever been fucking <laughs> so massive like that. Like the only two defensemen that ever been that fucking big. To play consistently in the league, played forever. So who fucking knows? But um, yeah, he's good. It's a good pick. It deals a little long for me, but I think he's good. So this is the like one of the first picks we've gotten to where I'm like, I really like this. Like I think he's going to be really good for them. Does he crack the lineup? 
uh, for me, for me, he's the best defenseman they have on the roster. But okay, yeah, all right. Um, Carson Soucy from the Wild. Um, just I don't even care about Carson Soucy. Please, should I call John? Re- Honestly, I'm at that point. Like, please, <laughs> please rationalize how this team did not lose the next two Garask. Yeah, yeah, you're that high on Cockney. Eh? Wow. Uh, yeah. Susie's good. It's fine. It, it it really just depends what you think of Cockney, and um, I I don't know. Like like maybe they're. Here's the thing: is they have to see more in in Vanacek than they see in Kakinen, right? And I, I don't. I think Kakinen's for sure better than Vanacek. Yeah. Uh, but I don't. I don't know that I think Kakinen's necessarily like a slam dunk NHL star goaltender. Mm. Uh, he looks like he's going to be good. If for only sure. there was another goaltender they could have picked that was currently <laughs> a, a slam dunk all, Hall of Famer, and then like. Eh, maybe no, I didn't say Hall of Famer. On Kakinen, I don't but. care about Hall of Famer, but yeah. Susie's good, whatever. Um, but I certainly understand people who are upset that maybe they didn't take Kakinen. It is a, it is a bit, bit of a weird pick, even though I personally would have gone Susie. Yeah, again, like Susie's fine. I'm not, I'm not shitting on the dude. Like he's older. He's not the better hockey player, all things considered, but... Well, it's not that he's old, but at 26 you'd think he'd be better. Oh, um, well, a happy birthday shout-out goes to Carson Susie, who's oh! 27 uh, in three days. Right. So If you want to bring go. up our next pick, I'll get some birthdays yeah. ready. Our next pick is um, <laughs> Callie Yarncroft. So, I didn't <laughs> I didn't see it, but I heard uh, Marshawn Lynch absolutely butchered his name. Apparently, I, I didn't. didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't hear what, I didn't hear how he said it. But. It's funny because uh, nobody has funny names in any other sport except for hockey, right? Like hockey is the only sport with hard to pronounce names, right? Ha ha ha! I, I feel like hockey's got the easiest names to pronounce. No, maybe it's just because I watch it. But. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. Football seems simple, I thought, but mm-hmm. they always like change their names, and then we don't know what they're changing them to. So, yeah. Well, James, I do have some good news for you. We we have uh, we have some good ones this time around. July fourteenth birthdays. Uh, Jennifer Lopez turns fifty one today. Fifty one years old. Waiting for tonight. She's been waiting a long time. Gonna be waiting longer by the sounds of things. Um, fifty one. Rose Byrne. Neighbors fame. Yeah. Of get him to the Greek fame. Insidious, which is terrible. Uh, 41. Huh. 41 years old for Rose Byrne, but, uh, we love her and neighbors, don't we? Kyle Kuzma of the LA Lakers turns 25 today. Uh, what else we got? Uh, are you gonna sing the song or what? Um. Well, now I have to wait for it. Rick Fox is 51. Who? Rick, uh, basketball player. What, what else we got here? Uh, Carl Malone. You've heard of him. He's a basketball player. I have. Player. <laughs> he does play basketball. That would have been a bad who. Uh, oh, that looks like everybody. Everybody that I've heard of. There's oh, wow. 50 on here, and I've heard of four of them. But yeah, well, we got well, some good ones, though. 
You know what? The good news is is that uh, Brute said it's your birthday, so happy birthday to you. So mm. there you go. Oh wait, it might be Barry Bonds' birthday too. That's a that's a big one. Why was he not on there? Why does he get banished from the birthday page on that website? Steroids. Come on, no. No. Get like, over it. No, go back. Yeah, he's 57 today. Happy no, birthday. I'm going to say it. No, no. Happy birthday, Barry Bonds. Go back. Good for him. Did J-Lo ever do steroids? Well, she dated Alex Rodriguez, so. Yeah, maybe. She, did she? Did she? Who's to say? Who's to say? Like every baseball player ever. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Uh, Kelly Uncrock, National Predator. I'm not a big fan, but whatever. Made sense. Again, it's, it's, I guess. Whatever. Like, I mean, here's the thing with him, too. The, doesn't he make, like, $2 million against the cap? Something for like that. forever? Like, yeah. isn't he that deal they yeah. signed? Like, it's not bad. They, they, and and this is where I'll, I'll bring it up, because he's I Arvidsen feel... He's Arvidsson lights, like, he's fine. I feel like the rest of these picks are pretty much whatever. No price. Um... They didn't really swing for the high cap picks, right? Like you had Johansson at eight mil. <laughs> they didn't do that. They didn't go for the like like the big contracts and try to fill the, the the cap space up and hit the floor. Like I think they barely passed the floor, all things considered, right? Like they're they they're going to use million dollars in cap space. Yeah, right? and they're going to use that as a tool. I, I feel for the next little while. So. Maybe that's what they wanted because, like Vegas, like famously had to play sixteen guys a night for the stretch there, and is that the Seattle? We're fine not being good this year, but two, three years from now, maybe we're fucking competing for the cup, right? Because Vegas, for all all the things they accomplished out of the gate, they're not positioned well now for long-term success, right? Because they're 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 going to win the Pacific probably, okay? But they've got a 37-year-old Vesna winner in net. They have no number one center and they have no cap space. So where do you go? You wait till Floyd retires? Okay. They got to trade someone, yeah. Well, yeah. Who's helping them out? Who wants well, who wants any of those pieces? But, no but, no but, one wants Flurry. Uh, At prob- 37? Probably not. Well, I mean, James, after today, I can't say... <laughs> I can't say anyone doesn't want anyone for certain. Um, How dare I'm, I? I'm so happy you saved the trades for last, because I can't wait to just fucking sound off. Um... But, 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 okay. I understand not helping them out of cap hell. But if you genuinely like Riley Smith as a player, you're not going to not trade for him just because he plays for Vegas and you don't want to do them a favor. Sure. Like, if you're the Flames. Sure. Yeah, maybe you actually, maybe that actually is better for you to have them play 16 guys against you, and one of them's Riley Smith, than you give up an asset and you have Riley Smith. Like, if that's, if that's how you view it, that's fine. But... You know, you're you're in competition with these general managers, and you want to make your team better at the same. You know, and and these guys should be able to negotiate the right deal based on the circumstances of not just their own team, but the other team as well. Um, but but uh, here's here's what I, like your question to me was in relative to Vegas. I think Seattle saw 
what Vegas has done in the last four years. The players, the caliber of players they brought in. You know, because because you can't take anything away from them. They signed Petrangelo, who maybe in the calendar year prior to that deal getting signed was the best defenseman in hockey. Like, you could make that argument. I'm not saying I am. I think I did at the time. But um, they signed Mark Stone, who is, in my opinion... Well, traded for. Traded for and signed. One of the best wingers in hockey. They signed, traded for and signed Max Pacioretty, who is one of the more was. underrated. I well, he had a fucking great year this year, but like he is was one of the better wingers in hockey at the time. Because they had some cap flexibility, they were able to do that, and I think Seattle's put themselves in a position where, well, I know they have. They have more cap flexibility than Vegas did at the time, you know, and I think by not taking on price, by not taking on Johansson, by not taking any real risks, because I wouldn't say they took a risk at all, you know, they're in a position where if someone comes up a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, they're in a position to not to, to bid for them, and not even from now, like they're a team that is in on. Gabriel Landeskog, potentially. They're a team that could be in on Dougie Hamilton. Like, they have that option right now because they don't have a bad contract. Flat cap. And that helps, too. Yeah. You know? So, I'm a fan of the way they did it. They took a different approach than what I maybe would have done, but I'm not sure their team is much worse than the one I took, or it actually might be better. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So... I, I think a big part of it is that they look at the division they're in and they say, we don't have to be the best that we can be. We just have <laughs> to be right. better than no. California. <laughs> they, literally, they literally, if they if they're, if they make the playoffs... I think they will. Their biggest competition is Vegas, who seems to find a way to lose every fucking year anyway. Yeah. Like, they have skeletons in the closet somehow, that organization. So, like... Yeah, whatever. All you gotta do is get there, and then you got the expansion battle, and, and it's like and not even fucking that. pressure off, baby. Not even that. If you get into a position, a, a position by the deadline where you're probably making the playoffs, and you have thirty million in cap space, yeah, and you can pick up. Well, they won't have that much by then. But, sure, but they'll have a fifteen lot. million. And sure, and you can pick up all the fucking free agents and all of the fucking oh, borderline yeah. guys. Well, think about guys that become available at that time of year and it's like well they couldn't make it work with the cap yeah. it's like Seattle be like oh, okay yeah. like we'll take Jack Eichel even though no one fucking traded for him in the offseason right like whatever interesting yeah interesting um Vince Dunn goes from St. Louis instead of Vladimir Tarasenko I mean again like that's that's one where you have to just say what do they know more about Tarasenko in that situation. Like, I just... I would have to think that they know more, or maybe they even know as much as we do, and they're like, well, I don't really want to... I don't want to know more. Dunn's fine. Dunn's good. Like, he's a good defenseman, so I'm not going to argue with that pick, because I think they probably knew what they were doing there. Hmm. Uh, Mason Appleton from the Jets. A good pick, but I have to wonder, based on the, the depth of the decor... Mm-hmm. If Dylan DeMello wasn't the better choice Again, Appleton, great player But if you're weak at a position Should you not try to maybe 
secure said position. Do you think they're weak on defense? Oh, you just said that Jimmy Alexiak was their best defenseman. Well, That's I also I also compared him to the best defenseman, defensive defenseman in hockey when I said that. Yeah, um, it's a bad decor, is what I'm saying. You 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 think Alexiak's the best defenseman? I think it's it's the 37 year old who. It's might, one of them. To yeah, me. it's not good yeah. either way. Well, I think Dunn's good. I think uh, Dunn's fine. Yeah. I I I I don't love the deal on Larson, but I think Larson's capable. Uh, and we'll get there. But like more than I'll say about him. I I don't know. Not not going to Mello's one thing for sure. I think it's just a matter of what do you think Mason Appleton is or could be, and having watched his fifty six games this year, he was a guy that for sure uh, should have taken Blake Wheeler's ice time, but they love Blake Wheeler and didn't want to give him the ice time. Yeah. Like he was there 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 if you watched any minute of Jets hockey and you thought Wheeler was better than Appleton this year, you don't understand the sport of hockey. Like I just I don't know what else to say about it. Like Apple Appleton was one of their four or five best forwards this year on a forward group that everyone seems to think is so fucking amazing. So, you know, pick, again, it's it's the whole thing, pick an argument. Like, is their forward group good or is it not? Either way, Appleton's good. Like, the, it, no matter way, you come out you come sure. out of that. So, yeah. he's a six foot two forward that can skate like the wind and had 25 points in 56 games in, like, ten and a half minutes of ice time or whatever this year. Like, he is a very productive forward who can kill penalties, play on the power. Like, I'm a huge fan of him. I think if you're going to put a bet on someone to be your William Carlson, this is fairly close to the guy. So, um, he, however, what am I putting him at next year? I don't know, 20 goals, 45 points probably. Like, he's a good player. A win-win, I guess, because the Jets get to Cape DeMello, where they were weak on defense. Now, that's that's and... the interesting part, though, because Paul Maurice doesn't seem to like Dylan DeMello. Really? He played very deep in the lineup this year. That's the problem, and that's why when they compared the two, when Jay Fresh put out the, the scorecard kind of thing with the analytics and the total war percentage that they have, uh, like, DeMello seemed on paper to be the better pick. And I was shocked to see that, seeing how little DeMello actually was utilized this year. Like, he very rarely played with Morrissey. When he did play with Morrissey the next game, he wouldn't. Like, Poolman or whoever the fuck would be back with Morrissey. Or when he did play with Morrissey, they were not preparing to play the most minutes. I get a vibe that he didn't love him this year for whatever reason that is. And I don't know if that's going to change moving forward. I would have to think the Jets, you know are having conversations about DeMello of some kind right now, but uh, yeah, it's that's it's a weird one there. I don't know what to make of that. Um, next up, we've got uh, the other flurry, Hayden, mm-hmm. the better flurry. The third best flurry taken in an expansion draft, really. I get it. Like, I, you... We didn't pick him, but I remember we had the conversation about him and we both thought he was a guy that could go. We both had Sonny Milano, but yeah. And I'd still prefer Milano, but yeah, to each your own. There, there has been some conversation about if Sonny Milano maybe has some character issues, and then there are a lot of people who don't think so at all. Yeah, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I've never met the guy. 
Mark Giordano goes from the Calgary Flames, the former captain, yeah. 37 years old. Uh, yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. It just, it makes sense, but it also worries me that, like, where are we a year from now? Like, are you just letting this guy walk for free and you essentially drafted nobody? When you could have had Oliver Shillington. Right. Yeah. 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 Good player. You're banking on this year, though. I, I'm I'm still pretty high on him, for sure. Sure. Um, that brings us to number 27, the other Alberta player hmm. uh, that plays defense that was... Uh, well, I'm sure most of these guys are from Alberta, James. Sorry, the Alberta professional <laughs> team uh, uh, Adam Larson from the Oilers. The trade was none for none. <laughs> None for none. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy how uh, neither team got any. The Oilers got nothing for Hall or Larson. Yeah. That's kind of amazing when you wow. think about it. Um, the Hall was... The, the, the trade the was, hall was... The Hall was... Uh, oh for... Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. It's... It's fine. I'm not... Is uh, it? Uh, is it? Tell me it's fine. This is the one where I wanna I wanna see it. Uh I'm not I'm not high on him. I also don't think he's horrible. Um He's useful. He he, he but he to me should be the worst defenseman in your top four of a good top four. And he is the worst defenseman in a top four of a okay top four to me. But yeah, I'm 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 a little nervous about that contract. But we'll see. I mean he's you know, he's survived in the league this long. So, you know, am I gonna sit here and say that this is gonna be a disaster? I I don't know. That's it that's it's an interesting one, that one. Sound good? He he's not the worst Larson defenseman in the league, I guess, but He's far from the best. Mm. Um, we talked about Curtis McDermott off the hop, about uh, him going from L.A. Mac D. Got to protect the boys, you know? Got to step up. It's 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 good to have that guy. But Kale Clegg was on the table, and it's just to me like that's an obvious third-pairing guy on this team. When you look at everyone they picked, you know what I mean? Like he, he would be maybe the fifth or sixth best defenseman on this team, and he's 22. I was like, what am I missing here? I don't I don't understand that pick. So this is a weird one. This was the one where I saw there was no side deal. I was like, ah, uh, okay. Because even if you don't like uh, Kale Clegg, there was Blake Lazat, there was Carl Grundstrom, there were like four other guys we named where it was like, yeah, whatever, like they're useful. LA had a decent depth list for you to just choose like a fourth liner or seventh defenseman guy. And they took a guy who shouldn't play in the National Hockey League unless you're mad at the Vancouver Canucks, I guess. So That that is fair. Um, Granted they might be mad at the Canucks often. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, Alexander True from the Sharks. True or Ma- or Mac D. You don't know who they who it is. True. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good pick. <laughs> good good pick. The guy's Danish. What am I going to say? He's a great pick. 
six for five, six pounds. Five. Let's go. You know, big fan. And I know you don't know this. Not a bad skater, too. I no. So. I know you don't know this. You don't think I know my fucking Danish hockey players? I thought this I, was the guy you said you never heard of. No, you I, just said that. Oh, oh you meant Mac D. Mac D. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who was Mac D? Alexander True was a force at the World Juniors. <laughs> there it is. There what it are we is. talking about here? There it is. Six no, I remember. Six I know ago, who he is, too. I watched this team win their first World Junior Championship hockey game, yeah. and I cried. And uh, Just Alex, tears Alex everywhere. True was a big part of that. And I can't Alex wait. True. I, I cried about Alex I True. I can't wait to see him in action. He played amateur hockey with the Seattle Thunderbirds. He's going to play pro hockey with oh, the Seattle Kraken. Oh, that's cool. Let's go. This guy knows what's up. He's just been living in the area for let's, like seven years. That's kind of cool. He knows Bill Gates. Uh, he knows really? Soundgarden. Let's go. Is Bill Gates from Seattle? I thought so. <laughs> I don't know. No, I gotta look it up. Buddy, I don't know much about Bill Gates. I know more about Steve Jobs. I gotta I got look this up. Okay. It'll bother me. Bill Gates. He is from Seattle, Washington. There it is, baby. Mm. Boom! Can you tell me where Steve Jobs is from? Uh, Steve Jobs is from... No, I know. I just <laughs> was wondering if you could tell me. Steve Jobs is from San Francisco, California. You, you nailed it yeah. there, Google. Yeah. Go Giants. All right, there's one more pick. Let's just get it over with here. It's Cole Lynn from the Canucks. 22. They were super high on him up until a year ago. And I'm curious as to why they're not high on him anymore. Because this is a team that doesn't have a hell of a lot of good young depth players. Weird how uh, they like uh, just seem to like to make a lot of trades, but they wouldn't make a trade with Seattle to Good Lord, you know, make this happen. Did I say that Alex True's from Denmark? Yeah. He just turned twenty four a week ago. That happy birthday, Alex True. Happy birthday. Yeah. Alex True turns yeah. twenty four. Alright. Enough about the Seattle Kraken because oh, that, that was way too long on the Seattle Kraken. But hey, thirty-two teams. We're finally at the same precipice as the NFL. To hell with you, NBA. To, hen- to hell with you, MLB. Mm. We have thirty-two. Good. The two leagues I hate the most. How long do we stay at thirty-two? <laughs> I think we had this conversation last week, but uh, I think for quite a while. Probably, but I mean, obviously the NHL is smart to take uh, millions and millions, or possibly even billions and billions of dollars, uh, uh, billions and billions and yes. billions. So yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, like if uh, if someone else wants to offer the league money, I'm not going to tell them not to. I don't really care what they do. So if they want to do forty and they can make it work, I'll watch forty. I don't. I don't care. Uh, that's fair. Uh, Barkley Goudreau signed a big contract, and we should talk about it. Um, three, four, five, six, twelve, eighteen, twenty. A uh, six-year deal. Uh, three point six. Yeah. Uh, cap yeah. hit. No trade clause. So Goudreau gets that. Coleman gets. All the money in the world, all the tea in China. Yeah, I gotta tell you, if that's all the tea in China, China needs to order more tea because it's all gone. I don't know if that 
analogy works. Um, this is one of the most unnecessary contracts I've ever seen in my entire life. And, he and here's why, okay? There are few, if any, things that James is dancing, few, if any, things that Barkley Goudreau does that Colin fucking Blackwell wasn't doing for them last year. And if you're worried about losing Colin fucking Blackwell, first off, you could have protected him. But secondly, this is the exact type of player that grows on trees. Now, if I were to ask you who you'd rather have, Brandon Tanev or Barkley Goudreau, money aside, what would you say? Tanev. Good. Goudreau makes uh, <laughs> half a million more, over half a million more, for one more year on a body that might be shot to hell. So, yeah... I hate it. I think it's terrible. I like Barkley Goudreau. I should actually say that. But Oh, I um, don't. Like, he's fine. But it's just like, he was by far the least productive member of a third line. Now, granted, a third line that at times carried the lightning in the playoffs, but... Did they? He was the... Well, yeah, for sure. Like, I... Did they carry? There were a lot of games where I would say Gord was better than Braden Point, for sure. So, oh, sorry, the line you say. The line. Oh, but but here's I what you meant, Goudreau. Here's what I'm saying, though. Goudreau is the least necessary member of that line. Like, there's a lot of data to suggest that if you just put Matthew Joseph there, that you would have got basically the same result. Yeah. You know? So, Weird. Uh, is Tampa going to miss Goudreau at all? No. No. And Goudreau sort of grows on trees. Like, he's maybe a little better than your typical checking forward, but he's not a player that you throw... Even if you want to throw six or three and a three point six at him for a year or two, that's still an insane amount of money, and they gave him six years. It's ins that's that's batshit insane. He is never. I, I'll I will bet you this right now. He will never score more than thirty points in a season on that fucking team, and he's gonna play more minutes than he did in Tampa. So, how's it gonna happen? He has nothing. To contribute offensively. Now, um, do you think that Barkley Goudreau played more games for the Lightning in the playoffs or in the regular season? His time there. <laughs> no, I think it is the playoffs because he missed a lot of time in the regular season. Mm -hmm. I love that you answered that because it, it, it is the regular season, but you you know you were fooled, right? So, um, what did he play? Like forty-two games in the regular season? Or he what? played fifty-five this year. He played. Eight the year before that. Oh. And they won two cups. So he missed a lot of time. He did not. Okay. And he was still not Well, good. the Tampa Bay Lightning fan that I'm friends with fucking talks about Barkley Goudreau being hurt all the time, so I don't know. That's fair. Um, Jesus, from one bad idea to, to the next, uh, Alex Nedeljkovic gets traded mm. from the Carolina Hurricanes to the Detroit Red Wings for a third round pick and the rights to Jonathan Bernier because look if I can tell you anything about winning in a regular season I gotta tell you Rod, Rod Brindamore took one look at that 2014 Leafs team and said I need more Bernier and Reimer in my life 
Get me Bernier. And, uh... He might lose his job for it. Um... This may be more mad than anything I think that's happened in the last year. Ooh! Yeah. Anything! Oh, no. Anything! No, no, please. Take a second. Think. Uh, come up with anything that's happened in the last year and ask me if it's more infuriating than the Hurricanes trading a goaltender for a third-round pick and a guy that I hate more than life itself. I don't know. Go Trump ahead. was still president a year no, ago. No, I know. So. Okay. That, that's it? That's all you got? Trump? Trump's your best? That's your ace? He made me mad. But you seem to be more impassioned about this, so I was going to just let you go off the on this analytics one. darlings of the league. A team that has been building a roster to succeed that by all accounts has looked fantastic on paper. But the one issue was that they just couldn't find a goalie. Because, let's be honest, goalies are hard to find. They don't just grow on trees. Right? And then you find one. And it's not a 32-year-old. And it's not a guy that maybe played one year as a starter. It's a legit young prospect that had a 930 save percentage and less than a 2 GAA on said darling analytics team that took you to the playoffs, that won you a division, and your thought was, you know what? Let's trade this asset for a third-round pick and a guy that never developed. Not, sorry, not a guy that never developed. A guy that never developed whose rights we'll get. We don't even know if we're going to... We, we don't even know if we're going to get him. But we might. We, we, we could sign him now. That we have him. <laughs> um, this bothers me. Okay. I'm not okay. Mm. Go Red Wings. There, there's no... There's no way... That you can make an argument that the Hurricanes just didn't give Ned away for free. Like there, there just is like you, you can't honestly tell me that Jonathan Bernier is going to be better next season than Alex Nedeljkovic. Even by raw analytics numbers, I don't care how good or bad the fucking Hurricanes or Red Wings are going to be next year. And and by the way, it looks like the Hurricanes are going to be not very good next year. Uh, the way things are starting to shape up. So... Yeah, the goaltending got worse somehow. Um, yeah, like, it's just... There was one goaltender on that roster that I would be worried about having around, and they traded him to Detroit for... Uh, like, I, I just... I can't give my opinion on Jonathan Bernier. I'm just... I have to recuse myself. But regardless, it's an... Because you're right. I know well, I, where I, you stand, and you're right. I hate him more than anyone who's ever played hockey. And you're right. Um, so I, I, I fuck Jonathan Bernie. I fuck, fuck him. And uh, the the idea that this shithole goaltender is going to run James Reimer out of two different towns, he can go fuck himself. This fucking guy. I can't stand him. I hope he walks to free agency and no one signs him. But someone probably should sign him because he's he's 
he is a solid goaltender, but no, he's not. Um, like he's fine. Like no, he's, he's whatever. He's bad, actually. He's I wouldn't want him, but I don't like small goaltenders either. I'm, he's, I'm an he's asshole. Actively bad. Like it's, uh, yeah, I don't like small goals. Have you heard of Andre Red Light Rasio, who was the backup no. goaltender of the Montreal Canadiens? Oh, Canada? Rasico, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. His his nickname was Red Light because mm-hmm. he got scored on a lot. Yeah, no, Bernier is worse than him. Not a big Bernier guy, but... Mm. I don't know. It's just like, again, the Hurricanes spent a lot of money on analytics, and it's just like, I have yet to see numbers that would ever support... What, you know what I mean? Like, and what's the difference going to be in salary? Because Bernie had just made three million last year. So what's he doing? He's taking a two million dollar pay cut, and that's worth it to you because I would rather have Ned at three than Bernie at one. Anything. That, that's what I'm saying. So like, at league minimum, I wouldn't take Bernie. Ned, Ned signed in Detroit with the Detroit Red Wings for three million dollars yep. a year. So, you, you couldn't match that? Like, that's how, you know. And, and what are they really going to spend on a goaltending duo that's going to make sense anyway? So, say they give Bernier $1 million. Well, what are they giving Mrazek? Because apparently they want to keep him around, and he's not as good as Nedeljkovic. I don't like Mrazek as a goalie. I love the dude. But, um, you know, like, they're going to spend a little over $3 million anyway, probably. Like, Mrazek's, what's he taking? Is he taking $1 million too? Why would he? Why? Someone else will give you two, three million dollars for sure. They will. They shouldn't. But they will. When when Steve Eisman, the GM of the team acquiring said player, has to say in a press conference, "Oh yes. you'd have to ask oh. them why yes. they felt they needed to make that deal." Oh, that, God! Doesn't Steve Eisman kick ass? Like that? Has, isn't he just the coolest? That has like I texted Nikita Kucherov and told him what to say at the press conference vibes. Doesn't it? It does. Oh, Stevie Y rocks, man. Crazy. He rocks. Crazy. Yeah. I am a go big... Red, go Red Wings. I am a big I, fan of that trade. For I have Detroit. hated the Red Wings my entire life. Go Red Wings. I think he's going to have a really good year next year. Here's hoping. Uh, the Boston Bruins have uh, decided to keep around Taylor Hall. Mmm. For the next uh, four years at $6 million per. Taylor Hall famously betting on himself. Signing with the Buffalo Sabres for one year, $8 million. Didn't work out. Didn't, mm-hmm. didn't really go so well. You can do the math on that one. Uh, full no-move clause for the next four years. Modified no trade for every year beyond this year. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I had people trying to like roast me about how like the Bruins are paying Pasternak, Hall, Bergeron, and Mershon less than the Leafs are paying Matthews and Marner, and I'm like, you know what? You guys should probably be paying all of that to Pasternak, and if you're not, I'm laughing at you. Taylor Hall was a good hockey player at one point. He's 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 no good. He's no bueno. Oh. He's this. I thought you were a Hall guy. I used to be, and then he turned into Rick Nash, and it's just like yeah. Oh dear. Just know when it's over. Oh no. It's not good. It's, it's no good. It's not gonna be okay. 
beers are starting to hit, eh? Um, did did Taylor Hall I don't... score more goals in 2017, 2018? <laughs> well, I have his stats right in front of me. Than so. he did in the <laughs> la- for the last seven franchises he played for. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Do the math. Oh, no. Yeah. Um... It's less. I, I don't. I don't hate it. Uh, I, I well, actually. I know. I. I do like the deal. Um, wow. It, it, it's one of those things where Boston is obviously in win now mode because they more or less have to be, and um, this is not a deal that overly handcuffs them. I think. Like, I just don't really see a situation. Uh, there, where he's not going to be worth roughly that amount. Um, at times during the regular season, he certainly seemed to be worth more than that to them. He wasn't amazing in the playoffs by any stretch, but um, I, 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 I think that there's a, a decent chance that he can contribute for them at that cap hit, and uh, it's only four years. Like, I, I don't hate that. So, I don't know. It, it, it keeps them good now. At least by their theory, and um, yeah, I, I like it. We, we've had the conversation before. I'm not. Uh, everyone seems to fucking love Taylor Hall. Like I don't. I don't Ooh, have a. Hard no. I don't have a. Well, you're the one who asked me the question too. You were all shocked that I don't love, like. I don't love him. I don't. I don't have a thing for him. I just don't care. But uh, I, I don't know. Like good. Good for him. I still. I guess. Yeah, I guess he can buy a house. That's. That's good. Four teams in two years. Strikes me as more of a condo guy. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I. He's gonna actually live in the Green Monster. Is where he's uh, gonna be living. I'm not wishing the guy like ill, but it's just you it's, are. It's like again, you won an MVP trophy in. 2017, 2018, and you have yet to replicate that, like, goal total, which you're a goal scorer, as Taylor Hall is, in the years since well, combined. If he's supposed to be, then that that's a misrepresentation of Taylor Hall, I would say. But is it? He's only scored 31 the one time. He's only so, been close so, a couple so what, of other so times. So what is he then? We had this conversation before. Like he, he is a he he is one of those offensive players who I think does a little bit of both, but he is more of a playmaker to me. The, the problem with Taylor Hall, arguably on this deal, is that his speed does a lot of the heavy lifting, and if his speed starts to fade, which I think it has a little bit, then you're not going to get as much offensive production out of him. So yeah, year four could look bad. It may look just the same, though. Like, it's one of those things, but... Uh, it's Boston. They'll it, win a cup, I'm sure. So. I, I find it... Put it this way. I find it hard to believe that this deal ages like the Marshawn deal, where it's just like he's clearly worth more than $6 million. Like, I don't see a $9 million value coming out of Taylor Hall here, but it, it might. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, you know. I guess. All right. Some trades. Okay. We... <laughs> Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks acquire Seth Jones, a uh, first-round oh. pick, and a sixth-round pick from the Columbus Blue Jackets for Adam Boquist, the 12th overall pick in the draft. 
a second round pick and a conditional first round pick for next year. I don't know what to say. I I I set this up. I I, I gave you the volley. The spike was there. I understand that there's not much to say because it doesn't make a lot of sense. The volley was ill-placed. It's into the net. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Ooh. I almost spit on my wine. Yeah. I'm scared about how much I need wine. You should um, be. <laughs> look, um... And Seth Jones should be scared about his career. <laughs> well, he, no, he shouldn't be. The Black, Blackhawks just gave him like seventy-six million dollars or whatever the fuck. So he's he's riding pretty. He's not playing hockey that whole time. He's riding though. pretty like, man. He's, no, but he gets most of the money regardless. Like that's that's the way so. that that's gonna work. So, um, look, he, he he's he's still twenty-six. So I I have a hard time writing him off completely. But you mean on Chicago? What do you mean? Sorry, he's twenty six. You have a hard time running him off. If he was on Tampa, sure. He's on Chicago. <laughs> you can write him off. Well, yeah. well, the good news is Chicago has Adam Boquist coming up too. Oh wait. Um. Oh, so yeah. No. Weird. Like I look like. This is a guy who two years ago I thought was going to be in a conversation for a Norris Trophy. He, Jones. He tr- Jones. Right. Well, and well, Boquist. Boquist. Boquist might might yeah. be eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he wasn't in the conversation. He was certainly fine that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year he wasn't great, and this year he was fucking horrible. So, my, my thoughts are this. is like I, I don't know, first off, because Columbus played the living shit out of him uh, two years ago. I don't know if maybe he's had some injuries that need to be uh, tended to, but they, they haven't been. I can tell you that. So, um, you know, un- unless Chicago's starting this off with him sitting out half of a season to rest and get all the shit done that he needs to do which they're not going to do then they may as well though because he's bad no because they're bad sure but but I I don't know that they're going to do that Mm -hmm. and um you know I'm I'm going to say that I just I don't think that it's out of the realm of possibility that Seth Jones bounces back at best case scenario, though, that means he is worth the contract. Like, he's not going to exceed the value of it at any point. So, is it a good deal for Chicago in terms of the contract? I find it hard to believe that it's going to be a, a great deal. It's maybe fine. Likely, uh, it's horrible, though. Like, they're, they're you know, like... Mm-hmm. When I say he was bad last year, he was Rasmus Ristolainen bad, and boy, we'll get to him. Like, he like he was one of the worst defensemen in the NHL of any kind last yeah. year. And if you want to say it's because Columbus was bad, oh, well, it'll interest you to know he's going to Chicago. So, like, there, there's not really a ton to like about the deal. Um, what I hate even more about the fact is not only did 
Chicago give up one of their high-end prospects for him. They gave up a guy who currently might be better than Seth Jones to get Seth Jones. Oh, so not not might be so is like what the fuck are we talking about here? Like it's just like you you make a trade to get a guy because you acquired his brother because that was the only asset that you could get for Duncan Keith or something. Like what the fuck is happening here? So, um, and it's also not a great time for me to want to talk about the Chicago Blackhawks either. So, uh, do I hate the deal? Yeah. I hope Seth Jones, who I think is a horrible person, can burn in hell with the rest of the Chicago Blackhawks. That might be the most aggressive thing I've said on the bla- on the podcast, but I think most people will stand behind me, because fuck Seth Jones and definitely fuck the Chicago Blackhawks, so. Um, if... Seth Jones is the best defenseman on the Blackhawks next season. <laughs> Ooh. He will probably replicate what Duncan Keith brought at $153,000 less on the cap. And they'll miss the playoffs. And maybe because of that, Columbus doesn't get their first round pick next year it goes to 2023 because the condition on on if Chicago wins the lottery because that might be a thing well they'll be in contention they'll be in contention this is it, it's uh, you nailed it I'm not going to go for, away good for you Columbus. nailed it you find nailed it. find a way right now to convince Adam Boquist to love Columbus. Start trading for his friends and stuff like that, because well, like, this and, is and, the and, guy... And Cole Sillinger, too. Sure. Like, that's the guy they just drafted with the pick. Who I think got. I think good things. I don't sure. know. I, I, he's one of the few I didn't read a ton about, but... Yeah. In the first round. I, I, like, yeah. This is what you need if you're Columbus, I guess, right? Like, get guys that are young and dumb enough to not realize what... Columbus is, and just hope they don't notice, I guess, but I don't know. Boakfist, I, I saw Boakfist, I didn't even see the draft picks. I saw Boakfist and the deal they signed for Seth Jones, and it was like, oh yeah, no, Columbus won. Um, yeah, more defensemen being traded. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, Jesus fucking Christ. defensemen by definition, I guess. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland mm. Go to Vancouver for mm. Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, the ninth overall pick this year, uh, second next year, and the seventh the year after that. Uh, Larson is 12% retained. So now, because it's 12%, we have to do math, which means it's 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 less than a million. They, they, yeah, they get them at a little over 7.2 per year, I yeah. believe is how that works. Great. So. Has there been a worse trade for two teams in the same deal? I thought about it. Um, it's wild. I think that this this is I this is a weird thing to say about a trade where they acquire what they acquire. Do it, do it. Uh, Ar- it. Arizona, I think, wins the trade. Um, oh, hands down. Because... Oh, handedly. They get out from underneath what is arguably the worst contract in the NHL. I, I would argue that there are a couple worse than that, because I I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Oliver ekman Larson bounces back, in the same way that I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that, like, Johnny Carson rises from the grave and starts hosting the fucking Tonight Show again tomorrow night. 
but uh, it's pr- it's very unlikely, for sure. So I don't I don't really like the idea um, for Jim Benning. But when do I ever? So yeah, no, uh, it, it's fine for Arizona. Like they get out from underneath that. It costs them Connor Garland, but they also sort of grew Connor Garland in a lab somewhere. Like he just kind of popped up in one day and was like, yeah, no, that he's gonna be good. Oh, okay. One year of Louis Erickson, one year of Jay Beagle, one year Antoine Roussel. At least Roussel somewhat contributes at an NHL level, so they actually get a player out of it. Not that he's a great one, but, um, yeah, like they'll just probably buy out Louis Erickson the next couple days, and that'll be the end of that. It's a long game for Arizona, right? Like, they, they know where they are, they've moved to the Central, they know, they have to know they're not making the play. Right? No, they have to. They even hope so, yeah. So they're eating some, some salary. They get the ninth overall pick, which Vancouver probably shouldn't have traded in the first place because they're rebuilding, but... Yeah. Um, if, if Dylan Gunther is anywhere close to what Connor Garland is now, then it's a clear win for Arizona. Like, if they even get 60% of the production out of Dylan Gunther, and they will, that they got out of Connor Garland, they win the trade. Handedly. They win the trade They win the trade by not having Ekman Larson. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what Gunther is. They they don't have to pay Ekman Larson to dwindle away in the desert at 29 years old yeah. when they're not making the playoffs. So, Gar- Garland, I will admit, there might be something there. He's a good player. He's a good player. But... If, if Vancouver can turn Garland into a second-line guy... And Larson's your second wow, pairing that's defenseman. Thing, yeah. Sure, maybe you take a run because, unfortunately, the way politics work, uh, Arizona moved to the Central, Vancouver didn't. They're in the Pacific, and Vancouver's probably sitting there going, "Okay, it's Vegas, and who else? Could be us. Let's go all in." Yeah, and that's fair to a degree, but. I don't know. Like it's one of those things. Like, do, do you think Dylan uh, Dylan Gunther helps them in the next two to three years more so than Ekman Larson might next season alone? Well, certainly not. Because because Plus the cap space here, here's the whole thing that we like. I feel like we have this conversation often. Is just like, was Oliver Ekman Larson ever going to return to form in Arizona? Like he's more likely to do that in Vancouver. I think. Is he sure. going to? No, I, I'm not betting on it. But, like, was he ever going to be that player for the Coyotes again? Probably not. He needed yeah. a change of scenery. You need to put him somewhere else and surround him with different advice kind of thing. Great you know what news. I mean? And we'll get to Vancouver's blue line in a minute. But um, Pretty good. Like, the the thing with... Uh, yeah. The thing with the... <laughs> it's pretty good. The thing with the Coyotes' blue line is... Um, or sorry, the thing with Ekman Larson in, in Arizona is just like, like you're talking about an offensive defenseman who's never really been great defensively, who whose career production is roughly a 41-42 point pace. Like, that's not great. And so, if you're talking about him returning to form, like, you need Ekman Larson to score like 20 to 25 goals for you next year, and he hasn't been anywhere close to that for a while. So, uh, I just, I fail to see how he's even worth... 75% of his contract for Vancouver. And I think it's uh, 
it's a very telling deal of where that franchise is at, I think, in Vancouver. So they they take an opportunity to get out from bad contracts and they get into one of the worst contracts in the league. You know. Yes and no, right? Like again, like I, I, I it's if OEL is your second pairing defenseman and you're paying him less than the three borderline fourth line grinders you were paying I see more value in that at the end of the day like what what, what is Beagle and Erickson bringing to your team that OEL doesn't right I, I think they're pretty comparable in what they bring they're, they're both useless. They're all useless, sorry. The three of them are all useless. JB Eagle can win a face-off. You can, you can hide one defenseman. You can't hide two-thirds okay. of a, a forward line. They could hide one defenseman. The problem is this is a team that, as of last year, needs to hide all of their defensemen. Like, this is easily... Easily, by any metric you want to use, the worst defensive team in the National Hockey League, and they just got way worse. Hart, I, I disagree. You got, uh, how you got, how you not? You've got, you got Hughes and Schmidt, and that alone makes you better than a third of the league. If they rebound, for sure. But if you take their defensive contributions and add it all up, this this team, like, defense alone is, like, negative 11 wins above replacement I, okay, value. Okay, okay, sorry. Like, they're horrible. Le- le- League-wide, yes. In the they're division, the worst defensive in, team in, in the National Hockey in, League. In the division where you have to finish third, in which you've got three teams in California, an expansion franchise, and the Oilers, I don't hate their chances. I, I do. I think they finished second in that division. I, I think they're a lottery team. Easily. Well, they, they're they're ahead of all three California teams. Agreed? No. no. Oh, easily. L- LA's better for sure. Well, if LA finds a goaltender that wasn't born in 1942, perhaps. But They have like, Cal Peterson. Oh. Who's not much worse than Demko. That's He's not as good, but like, but okay. So, so what? What is Vancouver's contribute? Like, what does Vancouver do well? Aside from letting goals, well, they they have like a Hart Trophy candidate in Elias Pettersson. Sure, I'll, I'll, sure, I'll even give you that. Sure, which I don't agree with, but they I'll have, give you that. They have a Norris guy in Quinn Hughes. Oh boy, oh boy, <laughs> maybe. Okay. That's more than the rest of the division. If if you th- if you think that that's fine, but this this is a team that I think is built like the Oilers without the Oilers' talent. Better goaltending. Oh, easily, yeah. easily. But you need Thatcher Demko to put up better than Roberto Luongo in Florida numbers. That's no, how bad no, this team is. No, For you sure, don't. you do. No. I, like, I will message Jay Fresh and have him run the 2001 you, fucking Florida Panthers against you, you, this team, and you, I think you, it's going to be the Golden Knights and the first. Panthers. Okay, you got the Golden Knights in first, right? Easily in that division. You would hope. Who 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 is even challenging for second? Seattle, L.A. Oh, easily hard no. I mean, I don't bet on Calgary, but I think Calgary looks better than Vancouver at this point, for sure. 
the team with no defense. It's what, what are you talking about? No defense. You're talking about the fucking Vancouver Canucks, yeah. who have Quinn Hughes, who was a minus a million last year. You have Nate Schmidt, who gives away the puck at a higher rate than any fucking defenseman in the National Hockey League. You have like, Tyler let's, Myers, let's, let's, who's in the box all time, and you have the worst fucking contract in the National Hockey League in Oliver Ekman Larson. Who the fuck is their good defenseman? Jack Rathbone? Who, who, what are you talking about let's, here? Let's pump the brakes on Nate Schmidt, who we both talked about being a major improvement in Vancouver less than a year ago. You and I both sat down on And he podcast. wasn't this year, though. Sure. Like, that's what I'm saying. So so what? in what magical fucking lab are things going to get better when he's got this to work with? Well, like... It isn't. Like, a year where you're not, like, in COVID and... Oh, fuck, from... fuck off with well, COVID. They're, they're in the worst fucking division in the league this year, and they couldn't find a way to win before they got COVID. So, and then they were better once they got COVID. Like, this is a team that isn't good. Like, they're bad. Okay. This is a bad team a bad with, a, with a decent goaltender and a pretty good number one defenseman. That's all they are. And, and or, a, sorry, uh, uh, center. Part MVP centerman. No, that's I. No, I, yeah. I should clarify. I did not say Quinn Hughes is a good number one defenseman. I meant Patterson is a good number one center. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I think they're horrible. I, I, I think this is one of the biggest okay. messes in the league. Okay. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um. Speaking of bad defenses, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen mm. and Shane Gostisbehere are going to play for the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, no, no. I think you maybe missed something because uh, this was this is why earlier I was like, oh, you missed him. Uh, the Flyers traded Shane Goss's bear to Arizona. He's now on the Coyotes, so they will not be employing both of them. So Shane Goss's bear got traded to Arizona with a 20, uh, 2022 second round pick and a twenty twenty two seventh round pick. Uh, in return for future considerations. So Shane Goss' bear is now a, a coyote. Um, which I, oh, I which yes. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's a fresh start for him. And, and Arizona gets a couple picks. And whatever, the Flyers get cap space. Which, as you're about to allude to, they use in an interesting way. Does Arizona have any cap space left? Oh, $20 million, apparently. What? Well, they don't really pay, they don't really pay anyone. That's a thing. Like, um, like Eric. Like, I think they're going to buy out Erickson too, unless they need to find a way to get to the floor, which is quite possible. But like, Keller makes—I don't have it in front of me. Keller makes like seven one or something like that. Seven one. And then Schmaltz makes four, five point four. Kessel's a little over six, I think. And then there's Chikrin and there's Gostas Bear. Like, there really isn't anyone else that I can think of other than their cap dumps they just got. So. Yeah, they got a lot of space for a lot of nothing, I guess. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know who's signing there. But. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, sorry. the The Flyers cleared out space for Ellis by moving out Goss's Bear, and then they bring in Rasmus Ristolainen for the fourteenth overall pick, and Robert Haig. It's awesome. People want Rasmus Like, Robert Haig is a better defenseman at 14 than Ristolainen is right now, right? Uh, Robert Haig is bad, and he's better than Risto, I would say, yeah. It's cool, eh? 
Isn't it cool? Five and a half million dollars to the Flyers for like like what? Yeah. Like I I had a guy argue with me about how like Ryan Ellis was a good move in Philadelphia. It's like yeah, I don't know I don't think so, and then it's like oh yeah by the way his partner's Rasmus Ristolainen now. Yeah, it's probably not good either. Pretty fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, the the neat thing about Risto, too, was just the idea that, um, you know, there was the conversation when they were trying to sell him last year. It's like, well, if you reduce his minutes, he might be a little better, right? And it's like... To two, right? And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. If, if he's not playing 26 minutes a night, maybe you get more out of him. And then they put him down to, like, 16 minutes a night. And he was way worse. <laughs> like, he was so much worse. Interesting. Uh, which I thought was cool. Uh, perhaps my favorite hockey tweet in the last few years. Jay Fresh tweets out the graphic of all of his advanced stat summary there. And words it, Rasmus Ristolainen, acquired by Philadelphia, is a big defenseman who notoriously has put up absolutely horrible results at both ends of the ice consistently throughout his entire career. Which I just thought was great. Because he always tries to sum up the card and try to be like uh, both optimistic and realistic. And at this point he was just like, that was the optimistic. Was just like, uh, he's big. <laughs> like, oh my god, I don't... Uh, okay. If you take Ristolainen on as a reclamation project. I love a good reclamation project. That's one thing, right? Like league minimum, right? Like that, that, yeah. Whatever. Sure. Like that's one thing. They gave up the 14th overall pick and a second round pick a couple years from now and Hag to get a guy who is worse than the last guy I just mentioned. I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't understand. There were teams in on him and I can almost understand being like Okay, yeah. You know what? Maybe if you turn him into a forward. Yeah, alright. Maybe he's good. But, like, what, under what circumstance does anyone still think this guy can play defense in the National Hockey League? Because even when Buffalo is, like, not horrendous, like when they go through that 20-game stretch every year where they're like, okay, he still looks bad, usually. What are we thinking? Alright. Uh, you want to talk about, uh... Buchnevich for Blazer. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Blaze in a second next year for Buchnevich. Uh, signing rights. The uh, Blues dump a mil and a half for now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's it's fine if you want to move on from Buchnevich, which I don't agree with because he's turned into a pretty good player. If you think Blaze uh, is going to serve you, you know what I mean, roughly the same, uh, then I think it's a weird evaluation of Sammy Blay. But the the problem I have with this is they basically took the money that they could have given to Buchnevich and gave it to Barkley Goudreau. And Goudreau is not as good as Sammy Blake. So it's a weird uh, allocation of funds. And basically what they've done is taken... The money you would have given to Buchnevich, 
gone away from the near point per game player from this year and a pretty good player last year and uh, given it to two guys that don't produce anything offensively at all on a team that struggles for offensive depth from time to time. Uh, they traded away one of their top six forwards. So uh, this is one of those moves where I have to imagine there has to be something else going on. Um, however, the more likely option here is that Chris Drury might be an idiot. So, Well, I don't know about idiot, but... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go that far now, Okay, but it's fine if you don't want to. But okay. I, I think... Uh, I think he looks like an idiot to me. Odd choice for sure. Um, speaking of odd choices, Mike Smith resigns with Edmonton for two more, two, well, two more years. Is it odd when you know who's in charge? No, but it's it's odd. <laughs> I don't care who's in charge. It's it's odd to sign a fifty-eight-year-old goaltender for two more years. His best is yet to come. Yet to come, maybe. Yet to come. Uh, also, the Oilers signed Grant Fuhrer today, too, to be their other goalie, so that's cool. Why not? We're just going to do it. Why not? Yeah, I don't I don't, uh, I don't. really know. They have three goalies signed for next year, and the youngest one uh, turns uh, just turned 33 last mm. week. Happy birthday, Miko Koskinen. Yeah. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. This was Mike Smith's best year in nearly a decade. And, like, look, I'm not, I'm not saying he didn't have a good year. He had a good year. He had a good year. It's his best year in a decade. Do you think next year will be in the ballpark of where he was? Me? Yeah, yeah, you. Oh yeah. no. Do you, let, let, let's take the let's take the borderline average. So I'm, I'm I'm going back to when he had that great year in 2011, 2012, meet the Olympics and all that and all that jazz. Let's take the average moving forward since then. Do you think he could be a nine oh nine goalie? Didn't matter what. No. It'll be under nine. Nine oh nine. I think next year. That would be his third worst in career history. Under nine. Nine oh nine. Nine oh nine would be his third worst. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, he'll be under that. Okay. He's he'll be forty. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, like. Well, no, he'll be thirty-nine still, but he'll be forty by the end of the year. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Weird. If only there were more goalies to have available on the open market. Like, oh no, but don't don't worry. He'll be he'll be better the next year, I'm sure. Any idea if Ken Holland used got... for the Red Wings, where that new goalie just got traded to? No. No idea? Okay. Yeah, he rocks. Mm. For sure. Mm. Uh, lastly, the initial entry draft was uh, tonight. Uh, it's uh, 1 in the morning. The draft started at uh, 7 or 8 or something. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's been going on for 12 hours It now, depends so. where you live, of course. Yeah. But it was 8 o'clock local time. Um, I got here, we were 10 picks in, it had been 5 hours, so yeah. I assume we're on pick 13 at the moment. No, it, it's done. Um, no, it's not. 
I'm not don't, exactly. Don't, don't lie. Well, I'm not exactly. Had enough pain tonight. I'm not exactly sure if you know what happened mm. uh, toward the end of the first round at this stage. Uh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you surprised Owen Power going number one at all? No, because it's Owen Power. Yes, because it's Buffalo. If that's an answer. Okay. Like, I, I feel like Buffalo needs to see the writing on the wall and be like, you know what, we're probably not going to have fucking Jack Eichel in a year, so maybe we'll take it forward because we got Rasmus Dallin at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now you got Power and Dallin back there, so that's great, guys. That's, you're doing great. Uh, a lot of defense back there. Stevens and Niedermeyer, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... Um it, like uh, obviously, it's it's worth pointing out that I don't uh, watch most of these kits, so I don't. Uh, I, I know what I read. I read a decent amount, but I uh, I don't know. There are a lot of people basically saying that Owen Power just kind of has like more like Eric Johnson written all over him, and there's nothing wrong with Eric Johnson, but there seem to be a few pretty good players available in the draft and the interesting one for me is William Eklund slipping to seven because there was a lot of conversation that he should be your first overall pick and he wasn't even close to a top three pick by you know what I mean by those standards so Mm. that was a neat one for me like I'm just I'm kind of curious what these other six organizations didn't see in William Eklund that you know what I mean like that a lot of other people seem to um that's an interesting one. And, and another one, too, like Seattle, I would have thought would be looking for more like a star player kind of guy. Like, try to hit the home run with an Eklund or like a McTavish sort of thing. And they or like a Beniers. Well, Beniers, by all accounts, is like a Nugent Hopkins without the scoring. Is the Yeah. I've, well, I've never heard anything even close to that. But. Oh, I think he was the best player in the draft, for sure. Uh, Based on? I think he was the best player in the draft. Uh, personal level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, like, I, I, he sounds like he's going to be good. It's just a lot of people think he's, you know, if he surpasses 55 points in a year, that's going to be surprising. Mm. And that's, like, okay. he's very good defensively, regardless. So, like, he should be a productive player for them. But, yeah, I know I was a little bit surprised to not go with, uh, you know, go in a different direction anyway. But, um,. Yeah, I don't know. There, there were some interesting picks for sure. I think uh, the interesting thing was going to pick 11, and it was just like, yeah, it's a forfeited pick. It's like, oh, I thought we were just not going to mention that. I thought it was just <laughs> going to be like, I thought that was just going to come off the board and we were just going to pretend it never existed. And like, no, the Coyotes did something bad. We're going to mention it on TV. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Sure. That's the real reason that Chicago wanted to trade that pick to Columbus. <laughs> was like, we don't really want to explain to our fans how, like, Cole Cylinder went 12th, but he really went 11th. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, that's right. Weird. They wanted um, to stay away from that. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Um, fucking, what's his name? Uh, Montreal selected, um, where is it here? Uh, Logan, Logan Mayu. 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 Yeah, whatever. Maya, Maya Angelou. Um, well, he's not that. No. Um, he does get picked 31st overall to the Canyons, technically a first round pick by today's standards. Um, 
This is the kid that had the uh, sexual assault charges laid against him while he was playing over in uh, Sweden, was it? Yeah. That's that's the gist <sighs> of it, anyway. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I I don't know where to fall with this. Like, I did some stupid shit when I was seventeen. I'm not saying that I did this level of stupid shit, but like, am I glad that people didn't hold me accountable for life for it? Yeah. I was never going to be a professional athlete, though. So, like, I I yeah, have a hard time figuring out where the line is. I guess. Yeah, and and for me, like, I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily sure that you know you should rob a person for life, but not drafting a kid in the first round of a fucking NHL draft the first time he's ever eligible is not robbing him of anything, and. Um, like, like to take a kid in the first round of an NHL draft implies that you have major plans for him in the near future. And I don't think any team really should have major plans for him in the near future or any plans for him at all. Now, am I saying that he shouldn't be signed maybe when he's 22 or 23 years old as a college free agent or something like that? Uh, I think that's a whole other ethical discussion, but... Uh, to pick him in the first round of a draft where he openly said that he was perfectly fine not being selected in whether or not that's a PR move or not, I just think that this is a incredibly ugly look for a guy right now who is getting a lot of incredibly ugly look around him. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what Mark Bergman has to say about it, um... And I'm sure it's not going to be anything satisfying, and it's going to be a whole bunch of bullshit. So, uh, yeah, I, I hate it. I think this is uh, it's a bad look for the league. I don't really know how else to really put that. It's tough. Like I don't know. Like I don't I don't read too much into the thirty first overall pick. Personally, I get that today it's a first overall pick, but like we're talking a year ago, it's not. Sorry, not not a year ago, but like since Vegas came in, it, it's no longer a, a first round. Put it this way, I I would have been incredibly disappointed to see him buried at the end of the seventh round, and to see him uh, at all on there is is shocking. To see it on the Friday, I think is is ridiculous. Hmm. But um, you know, and I'm not saying that's any different. If someone took him thirty third. I would also think that's insane, but um, this is just a guy whose name I don't think should have come up at all this weekend, and certainly not tonight. So, okay, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. Eight, Eighteen-year-old kid made a mistake. I'm, I'm not absolving him of that. I'm just curious where again, where do we draw the line in, in the big picture, right? Like. I well, so certainly here for me, for sure. Okay. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, first round went today. Uh, took twelve hours to get here. Uh, the rest of the uh, eighteen rounds is it goes tomorrow. 
I'm not sure who picks teams out. It's turned in the MLB draft. Yeah. It's actually 40 rounds tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but, again, we'll have to uh, watch and see how that all plays out. Uh, I don't watch this shit. Do you watch the draft? I was talking about this at work today. Like, I watched I, it a, I don't, a bit tonight. I've, I've, I never, don't... I've never watched the draft. I'll, I'll throw it on. I yeah, I yeah. I've, I've, I've tuned in once. It was I'm, ha- when, I'm happy for the kids. It was when my from, from my, my team had the first overall pick. I tuned in on purpose, and, and that was it. So. I had to work that night, and that was one wow. of the few. I, I drove home, and I caught it, but I... <laughs> yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, I watched it. You know what? I think um, maybe I wouldn't have as much... I remember watching, like, the... See, I forget what year it was, though. I think it was the oh one draft, or maybe it was oh three. I don't know. I, I just remember watching Alex Hemsky get drafted. I, and for whatever Hems- reason, for whatever reason, I just remember, like, the conversation they had about him and with him. I just remember being like, wow, that'd be cool if this guy turns into a guy. You know what I mean? And then he turned into a very good player. And, like, that was one of the moments where I just remember, like, thinking back on, like, a draft pick where it's just like, I kind of watched him. You know what I mean? I never heard of him. Mm-hmm. I heard of him the minute he was drafted. And then a couple years later comes in the league. I'm like, oh, I remember that kid getting drafted. And then now it's kind of like... You know, like, you, you kind of like to see them live it out. So, I think it's neat, but I, uh, it's the only league in which I watch the draft, for sure, and I don't pay a huge attention to it. It's usually on in the background, and I'm doing something else. Uh, Alex Hemsky went 13th to the Oilers in 2001. We went, uh, we went somewhere during the morning and then came home and watched it, for sure. Okay. Uh, any chance you can you can give me the top twelve that year? Good lord! At this at this time of night, um, Rick Nash. There was one guy that didn't play a hundred games. He was a goalie. Was it Rick Nash? No. Oh, then no. Yeah, I don't remember what. Kovalchuk, Spetsa, Shvitov, Luis, Chistov, Miko Koivu, Kos, uh, Komisarik, Pascal Leclerc, Tuomarutu. Dan Blackburn, Freddie Schuström, Dan Hamhuis, Alice Hemsky. Not a bad draft. I mean, I mean, I remember Kovalchuk and Spezza, and then I don't know. Maybe I went outside and kicked a soccer ball around until Hemsky got drafted. I don't know yeah, what happened. Right. I was young. Yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of being young, uh, we got a newful. Oh, okay. It's a thinker. I don't think it is. I don't think it meant it's, anything. It's, I, think, I, I think you've had too many beers. No, it's a thinker. Um, yeah, so. no, our, our uh, overrated, underrated, favorite, least favorite this week. Uh, sauces? Sauces. Because, <laughs> you know, we're into the sauce. We're, we're like uh, condiments, basically, but not hard condiments. We're, no. not doing, we're not doing onions or pickles. Or no, it's, it's we're into the sauce. So what, what, what kind of sauce do you like? Gin? Yeah. Okay. Vodka. Alcohols is a different. It's a sauce. It's a different oofal. Oh, is that what you did? You did yours alcohols. Well, I did mine condiments, <laughs> kind of. Uh, my my overrated. It shouldn't really be a shock, I don't think, but mm. it might be to you. It's ketchup. It's. It's fine. When it's made in house or. Oh God. That's that's one thing. You're one of those people that like in house ketchups. But it's just like. Heinz is fine. I don't use it, really. Like, it's in the fridge, and I yeah. use it every once in a while. But even if I'm having, like, fries, I usually do, like, an, an, an aioli or something with it instead. 
store-bought ketchup in your fridge is fine. And you're probably right. It's probably overrated. I cannot stand when I go to a place and like, yeah, ketchup's house-made. I don't need it advertised. It's just I can taste the difference. But it, It tastes like motor oil. It's not good. It's Ooh, bad. I don't agree. It's actively bad. If you are making... Well, it depends where you go, I'm sure. But, like, I've had good... Everywhere I've been. Oh. And they make it in-house, it's bad. It sounds like you just don't like ketchup, maybe. I've been many places, and they make it in-house, and they try They try now, to get too creative. That's the problem. Now, I'll say something, though. Because mm. there's, there's somewhere in the middle here. Sure. Because there's something about Burger King ketchup that just hits different, though. Because there's no way they make it in house, but it's unbelievable there. That's just French's. It's, it's just a different is it? Brand. I don't think it is. I've bought French's. It's not the same. There's you, something you, different. If you name a chain restaurant, it's it's a brand from somewhere. It's one of those things where it's like the secret sauce at uh, at McDonald's. Yeah. It's just Thousand, Thousand Island, Island dressing, yeah. but with like a little more fucking something in it. You know what sure. I mean? Like they just literally throw a little bit of something. That ketchup's a little different. If, if you say it's French's, I'm inclined you to believe you. You mean the one that comes something in the they pack? Do with. No, I don't get packa- it's, packaged it's, ketchup. It's, it's, it's the, the fucking the one you pump out. It's, it's the same ketchup. Ah, ketchup. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Ketchup's not that great. Uh, relish. Overrated. I feel like it's like an older generation thing, really. I don't know. It's okay. A, it's a staple at every barbecue I've been to. Hmm. Gotta have relish. Yeah, I'm not. Well, do you have pickles? Oh, yeah. Well, why do you have relish then? Well, because it's relish. You know, it's just pickles and onions, right? No, it's different. Okay. I guess. It's bad. Actively not good. Not a big fan. Okay. I went uh, for my underrated. I'm going soy sauce. Uh, Now, granted, it's not super multi-purposed, I think, but like... Soy sauce is the base of a lot of good meals, I think. Rice. And what I would... Sure. What I would say is that... Uh, well, rice again. But, um, you know, sushi is incomplete without it, is one thing. And I think it, it lends itself to a lot of nice recipes that I've used it uh, with in the past. Right. Um, it's, it's the basis of flavor in a lot of ways, and so... Uh, I like soy sauce. I think, it's, I think it's underrated. I think it's underappreciated for what rice. it does. Tartar is your underrated. We gotta put tartar on more shit. Like what, though? Why did we decide that tartar was just for fish? I like that we just actively disagree on. But okay, who, what? what, who, what who, who, okay. who is like that? No, person? no, 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 no. What are you using it on, though? That's so good. Anything. Start putting tartar on more shit. You think on. I'm not saying you're wrong, but like on a, on like a burger or something. Like, what are you getting at? Just enter the space. You don't have an argument. Enter the space with. You're me. just looking to say enter, that you like you like tartar, but you didn't want to put it as your favorite. Enter the space with me, okay? For, I'll, just, just, just I'll for a enter second. as long as you want. But when I don't have think you that this ordered is... anything, and it's come with tartar sauce that isn't fish? Never, because it, it's only supposed to be on but fish. But why? It's like saying that ketchup should because only maybe be it on just only works with fish. Is it? Is, does it go good on a burger? I don't know. I've never had it before because no one gives well, me the no fucking basis opportunity. For the, oh, god! No one gives me the chance. 
You know, you're allowed to cook your own meals and I can't experiment. Sauce. What are you talking about? Oh God. Well, then use the store bought stuff. Hmm. I guess. It's probably it's probably unreal. Like, what, what's in tartar sauce that makes it so fish friendly? It's properly rated. No, you know, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's vinegary. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Do you be like vinegar on fries? Most people do. I've had tartar sauce with fries. It's not great. Okay, but you. Like... <laughs> you don't have a thing to make it better. I'm telling you. But I'm not why, saying but why fish. Why did we draw the line at fish? Where did fish come from? Where it was like, well, what do you use only... cocktail sauce on that's any fucking different than fish? It's always on fish, too. Cocktail sauce? Like the red sauce. It's oh, shrimp. shrimp? Damn oh, shrimp. I'll dump anything in that shit. Fries. Well, why not? Because it's a better loose, sauce than tartar, my If friend. I have loose fries lying around and I have cocktail sauce, what am I going to do? Not dip them? Tartar sauce needs to be used more, ex- like, like, let's... Tr- Chicken, let's try it. I think when we did my side dishes, my overrated was fries, so you're not really talking to the right guy on the fry thing. All right. but. Put tartar sauce on more stuff. That's what I'm saying. Try it out. We've not trying it. We've, we've accepted fish. We yeah. haven't moved on. It, yeah, when I suggested it, just trying to feed your mind here, I will. It might go good on a burger. There it is. It might. There it is. We're expanding our minds. With, like, pickles and shit? Mm, yeah. Maybe. Um... My, my my favorite is sort of a tie just because they're both sort of um, they're both sort of specific and they're both sort of of the same vein mm. um, but general, generally speaking I'm going to say hot sauce uh, the two specific things I would have would be uh, like your Bomba Calabrese sauce your La Bamba sauce as it's more commonly known uh, or even just specifically like like a nice hot sauce that isn't overwhelmingly hot um, like I want some bite to it, but I want to. I want there to be flavor. I want to slather it all over whatever the fuck I'm eating. I want tons of it. I want it to to do a lot of the heavy lifting. So heartbeat would be my choice um, because when I'm having my hash browns for breakfast, uh, you know, every couple of weekends, sort of thing, I cover it, mm. cover it in heartbeat hot sauce. Mm. And without heartbeat, I don't know where I'd be because that that's the shit I want to use. No. But but generally speaking, hot sauce or La Bamba Calabrese. Sauce. Okay, they're, they're they're different, but same same but different. Now, if if Heartbeat made like a hot tartar sauce, where would you come down on that? We'll have to see. Okay, uh, my that answer... wouldn't travel well in a jar like they have, or in a, in a yeah, in a bottle like they have. Okay. I don't um, think you can squeeze tartar sauce. Can you? Have you tried? It's a little thick. It's fine. no, I don't know if I have. It's, it's fine. Okay. Uh, hot sauce. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. 100%. What are we doing? Like, yeah. like anything... Think of anything at hot sauce, it's better. I like, a, like a little kick. There you go. Like a little kick. Good. Big yeah. kick. Now, I like pickles and I like relish, but my least... Or, or, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, wow. I like pickles and I like onions, but mm. relish is my answer. There it is. There it is. Okay. Um, it's not like it's horrible. It's just like... I, I've never had the desire to add it to anything other than when I'm making tuna just because I don't want to cut up a little sliver of onion and a little sliver of pickle and put it in the tuna. Mm. I just like the flavor of both. You just It's now, all it's only, only use I have for it. Do you find that relish tastes like pickles and onions? Enough. For the purposes in my tuna, yeah. Interesting. But I don't not, get that. 
No, no. Not enough onion, more oh, pickle you it, get. It's so sweet. No, it's a li- it's a little more pickle than onion for sure. Okay. Yeah, but it, it it serves its purpose in my tuna, as I'm saying. Yeah, uh, my least favorite is ranch. Mm. Uh, anything that's named after a homestead, I don't need to eat uh, on, my, <laughs> on my meal. Now you know we weren't talking about Netflix shows, right? We're talking about oh, uh, look, sauces a here. A '70s show reunion, 15 years after the fact, is fine by me. Yeah. Um, the flavor of like just hostile Doritos, not okay. I'm not good. I don't like ranch. I don't care how cool it is. It's not for me. So it almost was my overrated. But I used too much of it to justify the pick for my yeah. myself. But my 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 only thing that I'll, I'll allow with ranch is the Arby's commercials that they used to have with the, the ranch tooth, and he, he he would wear a cowboy hat. What was it like the chicken bacon ranch that they and used to have? Ranch, and he would like yell Fuck. ranch. And That's like, a I, good I, sandwich. Mascot, it's cool. For many years, I would go there and order it, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not on the menu." And I'm like, "Yeah, but you have the stuff." And they're like, "Yeah, we'll make it." Yeah, we have ranch. And you would eat it, um, and it was exactly the same. It was almost like they had taken it out of a freezer, but not in that sense. But it was just like it was almost like they had gone back in time and brought you the exact sandwiches. Like you had this shit all along, you know exactly how to fucking make it. Just throw it together, and they did it for years for me. Pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. Ranch. Oh, that's overrated. Oh well, it's your least favorite, is what you're saying. But, but it's, it's both. It's both. Yeah, no, it's it's both. But yeah. I, I, ketchup is my overrated. Um, that's it for the episode, I think. Too. I guess so. Uh, that, was, that was everything. Yeah. Uh, one more hockey episode, maybe a couple more bonus episodes coming up. I think is roughly what we're looking at here. Probably three to go. Um, but yeah, I think that covers everything. I'm sure once we uh, stop recording, the uh, Wild are going to sign Miroslav Shatan or something. But yeah. Oh yeah. No, hands down, the Leafs are bringing back. Yuri Tulusti, because every former Leaf has to come back to town, so he'll be back for sure. Or Jason Blake, your choice. Jake Bean to Columbus, too. Did you like that? Kind of rebuilding that blue line a little bit there. I like that. I guess. I like that one, too. Okay. Weird. Okay. okay. Weird day, though. Oh. Weird day. Wild. Minnesota. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, wild. The, wild, the Wild didn't do much today. They traded up in the draft to get yeah, the best well, goalie available. Happen, that'll happen when they don't give away their future number one goaltender and then decide to draft a future number one goaltender. I don't know. I like to imagine today that there were two Zoom calls. and there was like, There was like one of 15 general managers and one of 17 general managers. And the 17 were kind of just scrolling through Twitter laughing at what the other 15 were doing kind of thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Stevie Y, Kyle Dubas, Julian Brisebois. Like they were all just having Zoom beers, just laughing kind of thing today. And the other fi- the other 15 didn't know right. that there was a, a chat without them that they were getting made fun of. Mm. And they were hanging out and being like, what do you think the other losers are doing? And they didn't realize that they're the loser group. You know? Oh, to be the breakfast club. <laughs> That's right. Good night. Judd Nelson. I'm telling you, this place is perfect. You're going to make friends in no time. Mr. Get me out of here! Where? Just eat that! Leave us alone!